We just out here skating, you know, every day we do so. Let's fucking sir! Let's go! We in this bitch. I really didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is modern day hippie shit. We back in this bit, this thing. We live. <laughs> What's good, people? You know, another episode of MDH TV coming back at you. You know, we hope y'all been liking these. We got, you know, our first guest ever on the show, the main man, Hoffman Madzu. Am I saying it right? Madzu? Madzu, yeah, there you go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is our guy from IB, you feel me, from, from high school since freshman days, man. If you guys uh, know I had a YouTube, he's on there a lot, my old YouTube. So if y'all want to see how we were freshman year and how much we've grown since then. Make sure you but you know, without further ado, I don't mm -hmm. want to introduce you because I feel like nobody can represent themselves better than themselves. So go ahead and give a little bit. Uh, so first and foremost, everyone, uh, first, my first full name is Hoffman David Madzu. I'm current right now. I'm a current UNLV student. Um, formerly went to Valley High School in the IB program, lovely program. Um, you know, I met Tommy and Andre my freshman year, cool dudes, uh, great personality, you know, great guys. Yeah. You know, you, those are the type of guys you want to keep around until you're grown, you know, fun guys uh, with great energy. And it's been the same ever since, man. We've been here. So, yeah, that's really all about me. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. So, how, how has uh, UNLV been this year? Bro. Honestly, if I could be so realistic to you, the amount of opportunities that I've gained this year is just surreal. And it's like, I don't get how people just go to college and just like, you know, go to class and go to school. That's it. They don't, they don't even try clubs. They don't try like internships, anything like that. They don't even try putting their names out there. And it's like, damn, dude, like me, my first semester, I was, I made a one like huge leap that I made was making it in, making it into the school news and I was like that's you know that's the first step into like putting my name out there putting my name forward and then gaining an internship my freshman year which is helping lead me on to an, another internship that's coming up that will be probably I would say my longest internship I'll ever have in my life I mean six months is a long time according to most internships that I've heard about so yeah bro like it just surprises me that nobody's doing this like and I feel like when you go to college, you should really, really, really try, you know, putting your name out there, trying to get a, get a mentor. Like, it's very important that you learn from others so you don't make mistakes that others made. And the path for you is way easier than everyone else. And I've tried to tell some people, like, one of the first thing I'll ever tell someone is, like, get a LinkedIn. Um, you know, friends that you remember, try to add them. Uh, friends that you know are motivational, add them. And then with that, you know, show some of the things you can do and the, there'll be so many more and more 
opportunities coming from different people because I think my belief has grown to net worth, you know, the net worth, how they always counting my money. I think it's also about like who, you know, cause like who, you know, can like help you so much. Cause I've seen, like, I've talked to a former CFO of Walmart. Her name's Jill Anderson. She's 56 right now, retired already at 56, which is a great age, but she, you know, she made it to that executive level. And she told me how like some of the people that are CEOs at Walmart don't really have degrees. Some of them just know guys like Doug McMillan or know her, like some of the execs at India just knew her and they were able to get spots like that. And so I'm just like, bro, you gotta help your boys out, you know, if you ever make it there. Yeah, that's it reminds me of uh and Tommy, I, I know you heard this Kanye song where he was like, Love is a new currency. And then he went on uh Joe Rogan was talking about the new currencies relationships, which mm-hmm. which is true because like my step my parents would always say to me when I was young, is like it's not about what you know, it's about who you know, because who you know can really get your foot in the door over, you know, because not everybody wants a smart person in their office. And, you know, a lot of people want somebody that could that they could boss around or whatever, that they have a relationship with. And honestly, bro, when you said that, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say, I liked one of the points you made. Um, One, well, the first point you made where you said that college, uh, like there's so much opportunity out there. And like, it really took me until like towards the end of my first semester to realize how many opportunities are out there. But what people gotta realize is these opportunities aren't gonna come to you. You gotta go out searching for them. And in the college setting, it's not necessarily hard to find them. You just gotta be willing to look, okay. you know? And, you know, it, it, it is right. What you and Andre just said, you know, relationships and those bridges that you build is the new currency. You know, it's, it's like you said, it's not about what you know or how much money you have it's almost about who you know and i just remember this in the basketball sense when i'm sure you're um somebody told you this andre they'd be like it's not about how good you are it's about who you know and and you know reference to to trying to get recruited and stuff so i like those two points maybe because i don't think people really realize how important it is to build good relationships and sustain those relationships and keep them and to put yourself out there. So I really mm-hmm. like that you're encouraging people. You know, you told me a couple of times, yeah. to build a, and I'm building it right now, you know, but I, I really like how you're encouraging people to do this stuff like that. And like, to kind of like add on to what you guys are saying, it really is who you know, because I had, I kid you not, um, I applied to Geico, right? For an internship program. I didn't know anybody at Geico, got rejected. You know, I had the GPA, I had the major necessities for the type of major, the kids that they wanted, but did I know anybody? No. So, bro, I kid you, I got rejected so many times. And now when I was able to get my first internship with this leadership program at Freshman Focus, I'm getting to know the boss more, getting to know the people around more, create relations with them. Did with them, I'm able to now gain this IT internship that I have gained and secured for January 1st, 2021, all the way to like June 4th, 2021. So being able to secure something like that was just a blessing for me because it was like, bro, so many people go to college and really just be like, 
oh, you know, college is a scam. And to me, the way I see it is because I have a peer mentor, right? She's she just got accepted to one of like the big um, businesses here at America. It's called Deloitte. It's one of the big four accounting firms. So she loves basketball. And she always says this to me. She says, nobody cares if you're Michael Jordan, but people would care if you're LeBron James. And the way she said that is because she said this, would you rather play with someone that can play, do everything on the field and pass you the ball or that one guy that's only good at one thing? He compares Jordan and LeBron that way. What? Which he, but please wait, hold on. I know, I know someone was gonna be like, "Oh, what?" But Jordan can play. Jordan was only good at one thing. But when we look at it at the sense, either. But when when we're looking at it at the sense of who do you want to play with? Who would you rather play with? Who can make you better? You wouldn't want to play with Jordan because he's not gonna make you better. But if you play with LeBron. If you play with LeBron, he's gonna pass you the ball. And then she says what one thing about her. Is. Yeah, and she says one thing about her. <laughs> she was in Korea, she played point guard a lot. She loved passing the ball. And she said one of their favorite thing about passing the ball is nobody really understood the necessity of passing until they realized that without a passer, you have too many egos. And that's when, like, when you really think about it. You, and the way I think about it, it's like, you look at the black community, right? We got too many people with too many egos, bro. Yeah, That's really yeah. it. For real. We need more point guards in our community. We need more point guards, bro. I kid you not. We got yeah. too many people trying to be small forwards, power forwards, and <laughs> <short forwards>. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, I'm being so surreal. I'm, I'm being so serious. Like, nobody cares if you can't pass. Yeah, that's yeah. true, bro. It always... If you even like think of like the famous people or or the people that black people look up to right now, mm. you know, it's it's all these celebrities and all these rappers and and basketball and literal basketball players. But you see these people aren't point guards in the sense with their wealth. Mm -hmm. They're just keeping it all to themselves because they want to shine. They want to be the star. So they're not distribute. I get what you mean. They're not distributing this money to the black community. And mm. I brought this up with Andre in the last pod. Uh, James Harden, he gifted Lil Baby $200,000 cash and a $260,000 watch for his birthday. And it's like, you're, it's cool that you want to do something like that for another black dude. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying you have to do, you have to give your money to something you don't want to do, because that's something that I don't agree with, with the left. And there'll be like, you know, they, they have to do this. They have to do that. No, it's their money. They can do what they want with it. But mm -hmm. at the same time, as a community, we got to look at the people that we're putting up and we're increasing these people's wealth when they would rather give their give each other money than put a little bit back into the community with it. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to my mom because the little Baby song, the Black Lives Matter song had came on. And I was mm -hmm. like, please turn this on. I can't, I, I just can't stand to hear this. And she was like, why? And I was like, because he made this song acting like he cared about black people and black lives. When in reality, he made so much money off this song and not, not one black family, not one black community saw a dollar of it. Mm -hmm. So I definitely understand that analogy, that metaphor you're making with mm -hmm. all of the people that we're putting up in our community 
are all shooting guards, small forwards. They want all the fame, all the wealth, but they don't want to distribute it to other black people to uplift our whole community and our whole society. And to build on that, I got another, you feel me, lyric for y'all. Kanye was like, the Jews share the truth on how to make a dime. And I feel like as a black community, we never, we never share our, 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 our wealth, our mental wealth with each other. It's all about, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. I'm gonna make it and then we'll see what happens to you. There's not like really like, like if, if, if usually like when Asians have a business or Mexicans have a business, they'll employ their own people or they'll employ like their family. But in the black community, we don't see that. But, but well, we, we barely see black businesses. But even if we do, we barely see that. So, yeah. And, and the second, point. oh, go ahead. My fault. I was going to say, those are just some examples going off your point. Yeah. And, you know, it's good. I'm, I, I like how you said that lyric because the second half of that lyric yeah. is, but by a new um, chain talking about how my neck looked. And literally, James Harden just bought a <laughs> new watch. For little baby so they're they're talk they're showing this stuff off to y'all they keep talking about how rich they are and y'all keep buying that shit when y'all aren't y'all y'all don't have no money we don't have no wealth as a community at all so exactly what andre said these other communities white people asian people hispanic people they put each other on exactly. but black people we would rather tear each other down and put each other on because that's that's what's trendy. That's the the cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like like dissing each other and having rap beef is is it gets you more popular. And my mom used to say this to money me. too. Yeah, my mom used to say this to me to me all the time. Like rap music is all drama. It's all about beef. You will never see that in country music. You'll never see two country artists bagging on each other talking bad about each other and it's like why even when we have the wealth and have the money it shows that money can't help us it's our it's our it's what's going on in our minds that's fucking us up because we there's people who had the money who are still dying king von was i'm not gonna say rich but he was a lot he was a lot better off than when he was in chicago and he still got killed so it's like obviously money's not the answer it's more mm-hmm. so relationships like you said mm-hmm. killing your ego and working mm-hmm. together as a community to to improve our living situation exactly and often you made a good point that i wanted to go back to about when you said college isn't necessarily a scam mm-hmm. and you know i really thought about that because i'm one of the main people that be like college is a scam <laughs> but it's only a scam if you let it scam you but if you use it for your benefit and and how you want to maneuver, because I was just thinking about at my school, Lehigh, they have such a good big uh, alumni connection, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that, you know, you can have, uh, there's all these alumni that have all these businesses and stuff. So if you connect with the alumni, get good and good gracious with them, then you're you're set off because you're building those relationships with people who have wealth, people who have even more connections, and that's not even in just this country. That's in all seven all seven continents. They they got connections because I don't I don't know about you. You said uh, the your peer mentor Korea, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm guessing she's not from America. Yeah, she's not. Exactly. So there's so many different types of people that you meet in college. Like one 
you're probably in classes with the next Bill Gates, with the next Mark Zuckerberg. You're in classes with these next rich people that are going to have these big businesses and become rich. But not only that, you're meeting people from all over the globe that have mm -hmm. their own connections where they're mm -hmm. from. Mm -hmm. So you're right. It's not a scam if you know how to use it correctly mm -hmm. and you're using it for your benefit. But if you're just going through the motions in college, just trying to get a grade, not mm -hmm. putting yourself out there, then of mm -hmm. course, when you come out, you're going to be pretty much the same person just with a degree. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. you got scammed because they got your money and you didn't make any connections. <laughs> and and one of the one of the coolest like coolest references when she was talking to me about basketball, she was like, "There's like so many when she when she gave me that LeBron and MJ comparison, she wanted to like with that kind of like pertain per, like portraits too is that like when I look at you know let's look at you know political parties. What do political parties do? They do everything to protect each other. Why? Because they know if one of us is taken down, we all fall. So if you can take that mentality and put it into a group of society of smart individual beings, right? Let them together work together. They can do something. We can build something. But the problem is, just like you guys said, we have too many people in our black community that want to be shooting guards and want to drop 60 a night like dude it's cool you dropped 60 a night and you shot um what 15 of 15 of 30 wow congrats you shot 50 percent 50 percent from the field goal but what did you do to help your other teammates and what i liked one game that i liked when we were talking about that she sent me a clip of the game where like Kyrie dropped 40 something point but had zero assists and LeBron and this was against this was like in 2015 2014 LeBron dropped 30 something points with like more assists than Kyrie and LeBron was mad at Kyrie for not passing and that's the type of like people you want because it's like dude okay you're doing good here you're grinding congrats but have you made anyone better have you made anyone better because the moment you make someone else better, the better you grow as well. And that's when I got more into that whole red pill thing where I saw like so many black YouTubers who were saying like this dude named AMS. Right, I, I just wanna say, before we go to the red pill, I just yeah, wanted to, to talk about, that's a real good point you made about the Kyrie and LeBron analogy. And I like how you're you're bringing in the hoop analogies mm -hmm. for the Katas, the Shines that will watch this so they can relate better to it. But, yeah. you know, that's a good point you made because a lot of the celebrities in our community are so selfish. You know, they only care about, they're only looking out for un, uno or numero uno. Like, <laughs> like, they only care about themselves. And it's funny that you said like that, like, oh yeah, you dropped 50 points or, oh yeah, you did this. But, cause I remember in an old pod, me and Andre, we were, or Andre, you were like, yeah, Dame had 50 points the other day, but what did he really do? He had 50 points in a game that really doesn't matter. He's not doing nothing for his community. Yet we would spend all this time talking about these people that aren't doing nothing for the community. All they're doing is getting a bunch of points in a game. And mm -hmm. We're just putting them on a pedestal like they're gods and stuff. <laughs> and I think that's really where the issue starts. To, that's the root of the issue mm -hmm. in Black America because I probably know like a thousand people right now that can name all the players on the Lakers. But they don't know who Dr. Sebi is, or they don't know 
who the only black supreme the black supreme court justice is like they, they don't know people that actually matter yet they know 500 nba players and all their stats and can tell you <laughs> off that. so it's like look at the people that we're focusing on look at the people that we're putting on this pedestal and then if you go on the flip side look at well i don't know personally because i'm not asian but look at the people that they put up you know mm -hmm. I was about to say some low-key racist shit. I was gonna be like Jackie Chan, but <laughs> I don't I don't know what they put that nigga up. But my point is <laughs> if you go in the white communities and the Asian communities, Hispanic communities, they're not putting up people that are scoring all these points or that's doing all this bullshit that doesn't matter. They're putting up people that have done stuff for their communities and that are actively doing things for their communities so their children can build those connections. Mm -hmm. And it just keeps going around in that cycle for generations. But if you look at our community, all we're doing is putting up a bunch of hoopers and, and fucking rappers that only keep the money to themselves, die with it, and then 50 years go by and we're still left in the same position. We're not even going in a cycle. The cycle we're going in is just putting these people up, our children are born, and put up the other people in these same industries but the cycle's still circling around in the slums because that's where majority of our community lives and that's where we've been for the last 50 60 70 years yeah and i was gonna say because it's crazy like well, not crazy but it's like our role models are superstars while their role models are like founding fathers and you know doctors famous <laughs> women that flew airplanes and it's like the only people we have is Martin Luther King and maybe Harriet Tubman and maybe Rosa Parks. But like, you can't even really say then because nobody's like, oh yeah, I want to be like Harriet Tubman when I grow up. So it's like, we don't have any present day role models that we can look up to and be like, okay, he's not a basketball player. He's not a rapper. He's not a musician. He doesn't play football. He's a doctor and I want to be like him. Exactly. Only, we, I mean, it's like they could teach us about it, but also it's like we don't have that many anyway, anyways. Like we don't we have a very limited number to choose on because none of us are becoming doctors, none of us are becoming entrepreneurs. And it's not only that, this kind of goes back to the school system, and we're not being taught about any of these people. And the only ones we're taught about is MLK, who I personally think was a goofy. And like, he, he just was dumb, but whatever, to each their own. And Rosa Parks, which if you like really think about it, she just sat down on a bus, she didn't really do shit. So like the only thing <laughs> they give us up to is still lower than the people that they put up. But mm. that's not even their fault because we're playing in their system. Mm. So we need to come together and learn about these ourselves because I know people would be like, well, we're not taught about any black people. All we're talking about in school is these white people, which I mean, we're going to their schools. What did you expect? Why would they put up, why would they try and uplift our culture if we already know they've done everything in their, in their power to put our culture down? So I'm not going to expect them and I'm not going to point the finger at yeah. these communities because at the end of the day, the information's out there. The internet's been around for the last 10, 20 years. So if you, whatever you don't know is your fault. And I was thinking, like, there's so many people who know all the Kardashians, but don't know not one Supreme Court justice, not, not even that, don't know the senator 
or the mayor or the governor of their state and see. <laughs> so it's like, you can't blame these people. You have to start putting the blame on yourself. You don't even know information that you should know, but you'd rather know who the, the most fat ass person on Instagram is. <laughs> and I mean fat ass like literally ass. Like people are just so, people, and when I say this, this is literally, we got our heads all the way up our fucking ass. Literally, we just, all we care is about shaking ass and shaking booty and shit. All, that's all the women care about. And all the men care about is looking at this shit. <laughs> about acquiring information and knowing stuff and building connections. So it's like a two-way street. Yeah, you know, it's partly the establishment's fault for not teaching us these things, but we can't keep blaming them over and over. Exactly. And I just like to always bring this back. Yeah, the government filled our country with, our, our neighborhoods with cracking guns, but we didn't have to sell it and use them guns. That's your fault. Fast. I mean, Tommy's telling the truth, bro. Like, it's like people have gotten, we have all this technology. And you mean to tell me we have all this technology and you're worried about what Kim Kardashian's going to post on Twitter? Like, I really want to ask a human being, like, dude, what goes on in your mind when you're worried about what Kim Kardashian is about to do? Like, do you know that's Kanye West's wife? She's she doesn't even know you exist. Like, <laughs> and so, like, I mean, if you guys want to move forward towards the, like the red pill thing that I was gonna start talking about, oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You know, so like this summer, I've been like, I started you know working on myself more, and then that's when I started learning about red pill, which were a, a bunch of like black men who were saying that like. You know, we got a messed up culture, but we as black men, we can be that change, right? So I started following these YouTubers, AMS, MJ Get Right, Kevin Samuels, and all these YouTubers that will tell people like, dude, if all you worry about in life is a female, what will you accomplish? And, And what they said on one of the interviews with AMS and the roommates, they were saying, AMS told the roommates that when I was broke in New York, I couldn't, I couldn't ask for Donald Trump, Obama, or Joe Biden to save me. What I had to do is get my butt up and go work, Mm. whether he likes it or not. And so he said, he said that one dude came up to him and said like, Hey, you know, you're a pretty buff guy. Why don't you become like a physical, uh, you know, one of those people that like a physical enthusiast or a gymnast, something like that, and okay. they help you in the gym. Yeah. So like he, at first he took that as like a, you know, you're tripping cause this thing is doing me money. But then he, he got that little ding and was like, you know what, let me try it out. Let me actually try it out. So he went to the gym and then he started doing all this thing. And now he was working 60 hours and he was making way, 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 way more. And now he has his own apartment at New York. Right. So boom. Now he goes into, he speaks about how the red pill kind of like hit him. And it was like, bro, there's no way dudes are doing this. Where he went and he saw, he went on his Facebook and saw a dude crying about his girlfriend leaving him. And so he posted (laughs) about like, we need men back. (laughs) Ever after that, he was talking about like, dude, if you're a man, especially in like your, your, after high school, your first six to seven years should be focusing about you 
and you only. You shouldn't be worried about that, what that girl is about to do. Because he said, at the end of the day, women always come back to the guy that has the most amount of money. And he said this, put Bill Gates at a college, at a college library, every female is going to him. They're not going to ask him about how he made his money, but you damn well will make, they will make sure that they get something out of it. It's either they're going to get his money or they're going to get his sex. End of the day, it's a win-win for them. That's yeah, a Bill Gates. <laughs> I mean, I would go with the Bill Gates, time, but I'm going for a different reason. I want the connection. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but <laughs> the mindset that, you know, they're transplanting inside of women nowadays, it's get that money, sis, rather than you have to work to date that man, sis. And so he was saying that, like, on his journey to, like, doing this, he had to get in better health. And he said that, like, and, you know, he had to be real with it. And I, I when, when he said that, I was just like, damn, bro, this must really hurt for the people that are watching this. He said that, have you ever seen a fat millionaire? Ten-minute warning, my bad. Just until we got to switch uh, to the next video. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he said that, have you ever seen, like, a fat millionaire? Only if they and, and he said oh, that, God. like, nine times out of ten, you rarely see a fat millionaire. Why? Because most millionaires are skinny or extremely fit. Because they have to be fit. Fitness is the key to empowering your brain. And so that's when I started getting more into that fitness journey. And I was like, and he's told some people, like, bro, I used to be fat when I was broke. He said, I used to be fat. He said he was about 307 pounds and he cut all the way down to like 198 and he's 6'3". So he had to really push it, push it, push it, push it. And so that's when I started on my journey because I was thinking like, you know, I'm not fat, but it's best that I try to get in the best shape that I could be so I can handle all these things. And then that's kind of like the red pill knowledge. And I know, Andre, you had a question about the whole fitness thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Before I ask the question, I was going to say, like, you know, how how we look at our, our bodies as like temples or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A body, the body is basically a physical representation of the soul and of the mind. Mm-hmm. So if you got a if you got a messed up soul nine times out of 10, you got a messed up body. You're out of shape. Yada, yada. Yeah. But yeah, the question I was going to ask, what like, what, what are you doing? What am I doing for the fitness thing? So going on. Yeah, okay. I, I just wanted to say, um, you know, I think that what you said really needs to resonate with a lot of people, <laughs> with a lot of people, because it's like, like you said, not many millionaires are fat, but there's a lot of fat broke people. And that's partly because the bullshit that they feed you is the cheapest that is the cheapest food you can buy. If you go look, on every corner, damn near, on every corner of the, the poorest neighborhoods, there's McDonald's, there's Wendy's, there's all this bullshit. But if you go to these wealthy neighborhoods, they don't have none of that around. They might have one every like 30 miles and nobody really going there because they know they're not trying to feed themselves that because they already know that your body is your temple. And I like the, the body-mind analogy, I don't think a lot of people really realize that because, you know, you can't be totally in tune with your mind 
if you have a terrible body because your mind's going to be focused on all the bullshit going on with your body if you're unhealthy you probably have a bad heart bad back you know your knees are always aching all this shit and your mind is more focused on that than when it should be focused on but when your body's in good shape when you're healthy and you're fit and you already know everything that you want to do with life then your mind will be firing off with all different cylinders about stuff on how you can advance yourself how you can get this money like how you can actually do shit that you care about and that you want to do because it's not worried about you know staying alive or staying healthy because that's already that uh box is already checked off so mm -hmm. i think that's a really good point that you you make and that's why me and andre and especially andre he always tells people make sure you drink water which is it might be something funny but people don't even realize it so many people drink so much bullshit and don't drink a bottle of water a day like there's yeah. probably like literally over 100 million people in this country that don't drink water at all every day like they won't even drink a bottle of water and it's like your body needs it you're supposed to drink at least a quart or what is it, a gallon of water a day and see look look at all of us we got water because we Why already know water? huh why is it white now it's it just oh, came it's cold. Oh, it's cold. yeah but uh you know all everybody like we're, we're there's so many people aren't focused on the right thing which is keeping themselves healthy which then goes the on the mind it's like it's a two-way track for your mind for you to be mentally healthy you got to be physically healthy and that's why i don't necessarily like how people are trying to like you know, I don't agree with fat shaming in a sense, but I don't agree with how people are trying to say it's okay to be fat because, you know, at the end of the day, you're unhealthy and that is bad for you. So anybody who's saying, telling you that it's okay, they're just lying to you and they don't want you to, you know, see the best in yourself because you're just worried about a bunch of bullshit and about eating all the time rather than, you know, actually motherfucking doing your shit and wanting to advance yourself. But like I said, you're supposed to drink eight bottles of water a day, which is what, a gallon of water a day. And so many people don't drink two, one, let alone eight. So it's like, look how unhealthy everybody is. Look at all the bullshit people care about. And it's like, y'all can't be surprised when y'all catch these diseases or when y'all get sick and when Y'all just not mentally in tune with yourself because you haven't even been working on your machine, your temple. This yeah. is like, this is your machine on this earth. This is your temple and you're not even working on it or tuning it up. Yes, you're just feeding it all the bullshit you can because fuck it, it's cheap and it's easy. Yeah, and, it, and it's like, it shows how much you care, not only about your appearance, but about how, how you feel on the inside. Someone that cares about their life and values their, their life, they're not going to go and eat McDonald's every single night because they know that eventually that's going to kill them. And it's almost like sugar or food, you know, bad foods is probably the worst, what do you call it, epidemic in, in, the, in the United States right now because it's so many, especially in the Black community, it's like so many people are dying from diabetes, high blood pressure, heart failure, heart attack because and it, it shows how we just don't care about ourselves and our soul and who we are. You know, we eat soul food 
soul food talking about this is good for the soul that is killing you literally exactly literally like literally majority of black diets consist of fucking pork and fried like food worst thing and pork and sugar which are like the two worst things that you can fucking eat because pork is like straight fat and it's just it will give you fucking diabetes and raise your blood sugar like that and y'all motherfuckers eat that shit lunch breakfast dinner every chance you get i seen the other day motherfuckers will have pork bacon pork sausage all in the same sitting like you eating you need different motherfucking uh what's the word uh sides of pork like you can't even just have one one kind of pork you need three different kinds of pork on your same plate that's how fucking obsessed you are with it and it's like y'all are over here worried about covid coronavirus when it's like that's not killing you what is killing you shit that you feeding yourself every day it's fucking you thinking that you need candy and ice cream and all this bullshit every day and i'm not saying you know never treat yourself i'm not saying never eat mcdonald's well not don't ever eat mcdonald's again so that's just terrible for you even if you like mcdonald's whatever i'm not saying you you never have to eat that again but it's all about balance it's all about moderation you can't just eat that shit 24 7 and expect to be healthy even if you don't fat even if you look healthy you're still not healthy your body is still upset inside yeah yeah you know uh hoffman i think this is a good time to ask you um <laughs> you know i've know personally just because i'm on your private and stuff and we talk about this um a couple times a week but yeah uh I know you're doing this challenge right now, the One Punch Man challenge. Do you want to talk about that a little more? So the One Punch Man challenge to start is something that's a game of discipline, right? Um, I have to do 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 squats, and then run a 10 kilometers every day. So I haven't reached the 10 kilometers yet, but I'm on the goal to reaching the 10 kilometers. And the reason why I started wanting to do this challenge is because, you know, there's a great saying that states that health is wealth. The healthier you are, the better you are at doing things. And a lot of people like to joke about like, oh, you know, you you can just throw away health, you know, it doesn't really do anything or anything like that. But for me, when you look at some of, you know, the wealthiest people, they only get unhealthy to like, their 70s or 80s but you look at them in their young age they're looking healthy as ever look at joe biden and obama and trump when they were young they look really really well like healthy dude like they're not playing about it so health creates that discipline and kind of like what we were saying before is your body is your temple if your temple is messed up bro do you really think that mindset that you have can really go forward when it's telling you oh you know what today our stomach hurts so we can't really do much let's just take a break today that's facts how are you how are you going to expect yourself to be you know doing let's say if you have two jobs right look at the dudes that really do that two job thing look how fit they look and it's no longer because once you control your temple right up here, it becomes the mind game of let's keep going. And you can tell yourself that. And when people forget, they just go like, oh, no, I could just, or or what I love is like, whenever I'll see, like, I'll see somebody 
like I've seen two people in college that were like a bit overweight tell me, oh, I want to become a doctor. And I'll just look at them and I'll be like, <laughs> I won't say anything else. Why? Because, you know, I don't want to hurt their feelings. But have you, have you seen doctors? Do you see how skinny those dudes look like? Do you, have, do you see how they look like? <laughs> they overweight to you. No, they don't. Because they had to put the work in, bro. They know it's not a game. Look at most nurses. Most female nurses, like, when they're in their 30s, yeah, they get a little bit, you know, thick from the behind, but most of them are fit. <laughs> they're here to do this because they know the moment their body breaks down, the brain's going to tell them, all right, yo, we got to fall too. Yeah. Yeah. And I relate to that because I remember, like, I would eat a lot of chips. And, like, I would wake up in the morning, my stomach would hurt. Or even now, like, if I eat something super heavy and I try to go skate, I'll be like, man, I can't skate because I'm feeling too heavy. I'm not feeling the same. So, like, I really had to, since I work out and since I do so many activities, you know, playing basketball, skating and stuff, I had to really work on what I'm eating. And, and to be honest, like, I really don't eat in the morning because I'm scared that I might eat something that's too heavy. But, I mean, I'm trying to change that. But I'd rather just not eat than eat some bullshit, if that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's only it's only hard the first couple of days that you're doing it. You feel me? Like, as soon as you get past that, that first, like, I would say the, maybe the first week to two weeks, the first seven to 14 days is the hardest because you got to train your body and your mind to do it. But as yeah. soon as, like, you get past that, like you said, it becomes a game with yourself. How far can I go? Can I keep doing this? You know, how much can I do? Which I think is the game that you want to be playing with yourself. Yes, sir. So many people pride themselves on being lazy and just chilling in the house. This is Cardi B was like, I don't cook, I don't clean, and all this other shit. And it's like, you priding yourself on being lazy and, Having the ability not to do nothing, which is cool and nasty like, too. Bitch, yeah, you one, that's disgusting because yeah. you're a woman. But two, and I believe in gender roles. You know, call me fucking sexist if you want. I'm not saying that men and women are not equal in the sense universally. Honestly, I think women are high, higher than men universally. If we want to be told honest, but I believe that there's things that women are good at and there's things that men are good at, and we should both you know, uh, respect both of those, but that's, that's a little off topic, but. Good shit. <laughs> what to yeah, clean but, it up? Cause that sounded terrible. No, like, when you said it was a hurt. good ending and that like plays a huge part into the whole red pill. Cause like this old man, Kevin Samuels, he'll like invite women. Right. And they'll be 35 or in their thirties asking for a man that makes six figures. And then Kevin Samuels asked them, okay, what can you provide a man that makes six figures? Nothing. And the most common answers that most women will say, they'll be like, well, um, I can, I can provide them me. And then <laughs> Samuels, and then this, this went on world star and it, he ended up getting like 1.3 million views exactly. on this. Yeah. That's he it. was telling a woman, you know, you look average at best. And going to take you. That's facts, though, because, like, if you have a woman around that's not even in tune with herself and don't even know what the exactly. fuck she wants, what's exactly. the point of you, like, 
you're just providing everything for her. You're giving her shelter, food, water, all this. Mm. She's not giving you nothing in return. She's mm. actually bringing you down because not mm. only is she spending you money, mm -hmm. she's not, you know, benefiting you in the ways that, you know, not only that you're benefiting her, but in any way, she's just taken away from you because she's taking your energy away, your sexual yeah. energy. And it's like, you can find pussy anywhere, but anywhere. Can you, you can go pay for it. Thing that can yeah. use their brain, that can yeah. actually help you advance forward and that know what the fuck they're talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and, and vice versa, women with men. Y'all are so busy looking at these dudes that got the nicest shoes, oh my gosh, or the nicest cars or fits and shit, but they don't even know who they are. They don't got nothing going for themselves. Yeah. It's like this, this, all right, Jay Coulson right here. He was yeah, yeah. like, uh, it's it's called Is She Gonna Pop? It's only like two minutes. Y'all should go li listen to I, it. I heard it. But basically, in the song, he's like, all these women, they're fucking these dudes thinking they're the first round draft pick. But in reality, all they got is a phone full of hoes just like you. So y'all not y'all not getting shit. You fucking dubbing the smart dude that actually got shit going for himself that's going to be rich in the future because he got his head on straight to get this temporary shine from this athlete. And you know, we both, all three of us know so many examples of females who did this in high school. Oh yeah. Leave the good dude, oh, yeah. the good nigga, and go fucking date, not even the coldest nigga on the team, just the most popular one. Date a nigga like me. And they still living at home with their parents two, three, four, five years after they graduate and they ain't go to college. And one so of they're the working a minimum wage job, living with their parents, probably got a girl pregnant now and it's like what are y'all doing y'all not even y'all not y'all not even focused on yourself mm -hmm. and now that now you got caught in the trap that so many black people get caught in every every cycle every every time that they reach these this age and now the cycle just continues it's just going to keep going back and back around and one of the things tommy when you mentioned that you remember near the end of the school year when i was telling you about you know the Valley Viking award ceremony where you were able to see like the awards that people got in the scholarships thing. One of the coldest and coolest and harshest thing that I will forever remember that you said to me, he said, you told me this, damn, all the girls I used to try to get at, not a single one of them did anything. Facts, and literally. I was just like, when you told me that, I was like, bro, that's straight facts. None of them were at, on your level. And it's and this is people I used to like really like, really <laughs> like, and like I used to really allow them to yeah. either consciously or subconsciously pull my energy and take away from my energy and pull me down. Yeah. And what Kevin Samuel says is that like men with like high value and all these things, sometimes when you know when they're not when their head isn't always fully clear, but they know where the goal is, they'll let people with less of a value come in their lives and that that was like one of the first things i was like oh shit that was what tommy told me near the end of the youtube thing when he saw the value thing and i was like and now i'm looking back and i'm like well how many of those people are actually going to do something and i'm looked back and i'm like well maybe two maybe three and it's, exactly. it's a very touchy subject but it's the truth because it's like can you believe in someone to have this much things, but you also bring some so much things? 
and so many people got hatred for like um judge amy barrett right when she said oh a woman should try to be submissive to a man because you know the man naturally is the leader mm-hmm. so many women were outing her but how many of them are judges how many of them are making this <laughs> here oh none probably just a judge how many of them oh. is a supreme court judge <laughs> none yeah. of them and it's like yo these are the same women that are like get that bag sis or leave him if he can't buy your birkin bag so y'all are naturally telling telling each other to follow a man but when somebody literally comes out and say it they're the bad guy or the bad woman and it's like y'all are y'all even thinking before y'all say anything and you know i like how you keep bringing this red pill stuff up because that's what i wanted to ask you about next mm-hmm. is or this is i'm going to just say what i want first but this is the problem i have with the left and maybe you can relate but they just believe in handouts and they just they 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 want to tell you what you want to hear not what you need to hear hmm. so it's like they're giving you handouts which the handouts that that you're giving they're not going to give you no good shit they give you straight bullshit and you just acting happy with it and then they're telling you what you want to hear not what you need to hear so they don't really want to see you be your best self at all and that's why you know i'm not I don't know, politically affiliate with either side, but if I had to pick one out of the two, it'd be the right, because at least they're going to be straight up with you and tell you what you need to do to advance yourself. Now, mm-hmm. you might not know that, like the answer, but at the end of the day, they just being real with you because they want to see you be your best self. And it's not mm-hmm. even a racist thing. It's not about any of that. People need to get out of that. The right's racist, the left's lonely. Like one, the left is way more racist than the right. Because the left is only not racist if you're saying and doing the things that they want you to do. But as mm. soon as you're thinking for yourself and want to do your own thing, then they'll come after you. Like they called Candace Owens the other day. Uh, Miley Cyrus' sister said she had nappy hair. Yeah. And it's like. A nappy yeah. ass pro or something. Exactly. And it's like you just see how quick they flip on you as soon as you're not doing exactly what they want you to do. And that just, it just makes me, the, the analogy I like to use is y'all are still on the plantation. It's just the plantation has changed. Y'all are still letting these, you know, and it's not even like white, black, whatever, but y'all are, I'm gonna just say elite. Y'all, not even elite, I'm gonna just say wealthy people. Y'all are letting these wealthy people, you know, be the new slave masters and control how you think and act and how you move. And y'all don't even care, you know, and at the end of the day, what they really think about you. Cause as soon as you think for yourself, then they show their true colors and it's that they really don't like you. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's why, like you said about, you know, the right being more real and upfront that's why I like the idea of having Confederate flags because if it's yeah. a Confederate flag in my house, you know what I you know what I'm thinking or you know what I value. So, and then them, them taking down the statues, it's like the statue I think was in South Carolina or something like what well, one of the statues was in South Carolina or something. It's like them leaving that statue up shows that they still feel this way. Well, some of them still feel this way. So don't come here thinking that we gonna act different. That's why, like, I'd rather you show me that you're racist or show me that you're evil than you 
lie in my face and then do something behind my back or whatever. Exactly. Because, like, at least if you're showing me, then I can devise a plan. Yeah. Or at least know to avoid you. Exactly. Stay out of the way. I don't want them to take all their Confederate flags down. It's not like they're going to change their ideologies. Exactly. I hate to break it to y'all. Racism is not going nowhere. That shit is always going to be around. But it's it's not to the it's not as bad as you're gonna get killed for being black if you go outside. That's what the left wants you to think because they want to be able to control you. But the fact is, no KKK. There's not fucking Klan rallies, and they're not just fucking going all over the place and just raping and killing and hanging black people. That shit is not happening no more. So y'all need to stop being afraid and start being able to think for yourselves. You feel me? Like, I respect the openly racist person because, like I said, there's a lot of shit that the way that I think and a lot of shit that I say that other people would call racist. So, yeah. you know, if you're openly racist, you know, I respect it because one, one, at least you being real to me and being real to yourself and you're not lying and acting for, for other people so you don't look bad. And two, you know, I think that you should uphold your own people anyways. Mm -hmm. so the yeah. fact that you're doing that i'm not going to hate on that because i do the same thing with black people every day you know i'm not going to put a hispanic person or well let, let me not say individual people but i'm not going to put the hispanic community before the black community or i'm not going to put the white community before the hispanic or black community because i'm putting my people first every day mm -hmm. i don't care you know right wrong whatever and you know i talk you know, it may seem like I'm hating or whatever on black people so much, but I do it because I care and I want to see the best out of y'all. So I'm gonna give y'all the real, and these are the things that y'all need to change. Yeah. But the, the question I have for you, Hoffman, about the red pilling, when, I, I know you said it a little bit earlier, but when did you like really first start to take these red pills? And I know you said uh, the the athlete, but what what was the, as far as politically, you know, with the political stuff going on, when did you start to realize that, you know, the Democrats and the left maybe not be the best choice or option or uh, avenue for black people to go? When I look at, you know, political sides, that started for me in 2017, because for me, I always had the mentality that only Hoffman can save Hoffman. Hoffman's mom will die soon. Hoffman's brother will die soon. Guess what? Obama's not going to give me 50 million to live alone. Obama's not going to give me 100,000 to live alone. But I can work to get there. When I grew up young, my I, I, and I grew up in a single mother home, my mother treated me like a male and made me understand that there are certain things as a male that you need to understand. You're a male, dude. You're a man. You're not no female. At all. And, and when I started looking at the red pill content, you know, was one of the most like inspiring things is that like the reason why now I started to like like more of this one dude, uh, Lavar Ball. You guys both know him. Tommy, you met his son. Look at Lavar Ball, bro. That's a real dad right there. A real father figure. Mm-hmm. Do you know what he, you know what he told his son before Lamelo before getting into the NBA? You will never find a real wife. He said that. That sucks. Yep. 
And you know what he got for it? A lot of bashing, a lot of hatred, a lot of, oh, LeVar's mean for that. He's mean for that? He's he's being the most truthful he can be, bro. Exactly. That's the type of problems we need. And So you, many people hate on LeVar, and it's like, why are you hating on this man? Literally, he has his own business. He had a plan and executed that plan perfectly because now all three of his sons is in the NBA. Y'all hate him because he a loud mouth. I'll be a loud mouth too because I'm proud of my family and what, I, what I've done for my life. Like you can look at me, you know, look at where I was a kid versus how my kids are living now. And now they're all in the NBA. I told y'all everything I was going to do and y'all ain't believe me. And yet I did it. So the people that hate on him is the literal definition of a fucking hater. You feel me? But here's the thing. You have guys like LeVar Ball. Yet the people that are hate on him are the same people that hate on Amy Barrett. The same people who will be like, Get that back, sis, or nah, bro. The only thing a dude should be worried about is females. Those are the same haters that they got literal, literal people that are telling them, look, bro, change your mentality like this, and you can go from being here to being up here. But they rather look at the dude that wants them to be all the way down here. And that has all this golden bling and all these golden flings and all these things. And it's like, when you look at the red pill, these dudes, bro, the reason why I love these dudes so much is because it's like they are telling guys what guys need to hear, bro. Exactly. Stop worrying about a female. She will they not will come. They will come, guys. I promise. Yeah, they, they all always say that they will eventually come. But he's Steph is cold said, if if that female ain't gonna give you a 32 ACT, why are you with her? If she if she ain't gonna be the person that's gonna help you with your college placement, why are you with her? And that's then he asked, he asked one of his callers that was a high schooler, does that did that female get you that driver's license or did you have to physically go there? And he was like, well, I had to myself. And he was like, so then, why are we talking, bro? But she gonna want like, you to drive her around in your exactly. car all the time. Exactly. Exactly. Like go ahead. I was gonna say I like the point that you made about. You know, people are listening to the people that are trying to bring you down. And I feel like the reason why people are listening to the people that bring them down is because they're nicer. They like to fabricate things. So, like, you know, if you listen to, I'm not going to say the left, but if you listen to the black people that, I mean, if you listen to the people that, you know, black the black community likes, it's people that's, that's saying the black community is fine. You know, we're a great people. We're doing great things. When the truth is, we're not doing great things right now. We are not a good a good community as a whole. We're killing each other left and right. But the people who are saying that, and that's why I like when Trump said Baltimore is a shithole and, and filled with rats or whatever, is because literally he's letting he's letting the governor the governor of that place know, like, look, this place is terrible. You need to get it fixed. He's not fab. Well, you know, Baltimore is a great place. Yada yada yada. He's telling you the truth. And that's why I feel like whatever the, the red pill thing that you're talking about is so important for people to hear because we're so we've been so fabricated by lies our whole life. And I actually wrote that in one of my papers. I was like in in, in a society where uh, we've been taught lies so much, the truth almost seems foreign. The truth is almost that we get offended. We get appalled when we hear the truth. We're like, oh, my, did he just say that? 
It, exactly. It's like a debate. Should I tell my friend the truth that she looks bad or should I tell her that she looks good? Yeah. Like, why is that? A, why is me lying or me telling the truth a debate nowadays? Exactly. Like, and I, I like, because it, it just reminds me of this point. And this was a, you know, is it racist if it's true? You know, you can't call somebody racist if they're pointing out the truth. You know, when people be like, well, black black on black crime you know that's what's really killing black people yeah. is that not true so yeah. like we can't tiptoe around shit to you know try and save people's feelings because that's not helping Ooh. you or me or the black community at all that's true you're just lying to us so true. you know a point that i like that trump said he was like black people what do you have to lose your communities are terrible your schools <laughs> are terrible what do you have to lose and some people are like, that's so racist, but it's fucking true. You know, like, look at our communities. All, almost, damn near, if you go to any city, damn near, 50, I'm going to say 50 to 70% of the, the Black people that live in that city live in the inner city. And both of us, we all went to a school in the inner city. We know how fucking disgusting, how terrible, how much crime there is in the inner city. That road by Valley Shit is still not fixed. I remember I went there. I moved to Vegas in what second grade, and I think my first time being over there was probably that I can remember was like sixth or seventh grade. And that road has literally had the same cones on there for these last 10, whatever, however long it's been for a long ass time. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can't be mad at somebody for telling you the truth because as le- at least when you know the truth, you know what you need to fix. But mm-hmm. if they keep lying to you and just telling you what you want to hear to make you feel good, then you're going to think you're good and you don't need to fix nothing. And you're just going to keep living in filth because somebody else told you, oh, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And what's even funny is like when you said that we, we went to a school that lived in the inner city, what people don't realize is that about 98% of the students that go to that inner city school, how many of them really got that mentality to want to make a change? Not many. I gave Tommy, you know, I told Tommy this. Once Tommy starts doing basketball again, you better watch out for them TMs. I don't want to say his name, but you know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Black dude with dreads. Try oh. to be your friends again. Where oh. is he right now? Where is he now? Where is he T- now? Who? Where is he now? T-Mac, I got the trade on the flip. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about that. I don't know nothing about that. That's, that's all. But... Yeah, that's facts. Like, and not only like, you gotta watch out for them dudes and them females because you already know the females is gonna flock, flock, flock. And it's like, you know, that's why I was telling Andre, I was like, I, I don't like, I know I can handle myself because I know I got my head on straight. I got my head on my shoulders now, but I just don't want to do it because of the toxicity that comes with it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do I really want to put myself through that? Even though I know I can handle it, it's just like a bad environment to be around. But I want to do it just to show other people that you can do this and mm-hmm. still be, you know, bright and still be intelligent and know what the fuck you got going on for yourself. You know, and to show niggas that just because we're doing this MDA shit, just because I'm skating and shit now, don't let that fool you because I can still do anything and everything that y'all wish y'all could do. So those are two reasons I want to do it. But, you know, that's that's a good fact that you bring up. As soon as you start doing shit 
to get in the spotlight, that when that's when everybody comes. Like I was telling Andre today, I gave a shout out on uh, my Instagram page to MDH. <laughs> and like only like two or three or four people followed it, but a bunch of people liked my post and shit. And I'm like, all right, these are going to be the same people that aren't supporting us right now that in a couple years, not even in a couple months, a couple years when we start really blasting off and people start really fucking with us, they're going to be like, oh, you remember I was supporting you? Oh, I remember. No, I don't because you weren't. And I'm not going to act like you was because I've known you forever long because you haven't known me. You just had this image of me that you knew, but you don't know who I am because you didn't take the time to find out. And, and it's like, why is it so hard for people to trust the process? That's also the thing. Kids that don't live in the inner city, they always trust the process. My best friend, Andrew Yu, bro, he goes to UNLV just like me. He's friends with some of his friends from like Coronado, bro. Every day when I would go to UNLV, these dudes would be like, in here grinding 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 but they would be so positive and you know what some of the first things that would come out their mouth bro it may be hard right now but in the future it's gonna be looking nice but some people you go back to the people in the inner city all they think about is oh i need it now 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 like bro you got about 80 plus years to live take your time it is a journey others and when I started telling people like, bro, I met a few Valley students earlier on today, the ones from IB, and I'd be like, yo, bro, you know, get it LinkedIn, man. We should do this. We should do this. After two days, they never talked to me. And I'd be like, all right, cool, for sure. Yeah. But the moment I made the school news, they were like, oh, bro, shoot. Hey, congrats on that. And it's like, bro, you don't really mean it. I know yeah. you don't. Mean it. Yeah. I know what yeah. this is, bro. So I didn't even bother saying thank you. I just was like, oh, <laughs> why do that rather than trust the process? Yeah. If a kid is coming to you and saying, look, dude, you can be my shooting guard and I'll be point guard and I'll even drop 38 assists and you can have every shot you want. Why would you not take that offer? He's literally saying, I don't have to shoot. It's like, bro, and let me know, tell you what people that, there, it's, it reminds me of that one meme where it's, it's on one side, it's people helping each other up the mountain, and on mm-hmm. the other side, it's just somebody trying to climb up by, by themselves, or they pull the ladder up after them, instead of letting everybody else get up first. Yeah. And it's like, and this is really, you know, the black community, we would rather fight amongst each other and, you know, see all of us on the lowest level possible than to try and help each other get up. Or, or not only that, see all the rest of our community on the lowest level possible. And uh, the one person is on that one next hill rather than all of us get to the top of the summit and look at everything. So it's like, you know, what's going on? Why don't, why don't y'all care about advancing everybody? That selfish mentality is only gonna get you so far. You know, nobody became a billionaire by themselves. You know, my bad, bro. Oh, I was gonna say, you know what I think it is? It's because, and this goes back to the role model thing is like a lot of our role models have jobs where you just get that big check right away. 
you know, like you see basketball players, they get that check once they get drafted. Rappers, they get a check once they get signed. So a lot of people, they don't really get, to, even though rappers, most musicians have a process, you don't get to see that process. All you get to see is the big checks that they get cut. So that's why, you know, when we, I know like me, when I used to work at McDonald's and get like $250 checks, I'm like, dude, like this is terrible. But it's like, I was expecting to get way more money because I was looking at life, because that's when I was still playing basketball. So I was looking at lifestyles where these people are getting paid 44 million a year. Like LeBron just signed a deal for 44 million a year or something like that. Mm. So that's why like a lot of our jobs, a lot of people don't have jobs where you have to grind and make it to the top. You kind of just get there and then they start, then they start showing you publicly. Mm. But the exactly. thing is like, even if you don't have the jobs to get there, you can still support others that are at the same yeah. and same level as you, bro. We can all exactly. win. Yeah. If we all band together and support each other, we can only go up from there. But I think to Andre's point that you said, and this is kind of to the point that you said earlier, Hoffman, yeah. is because all of us are so, we're just so impatient as people. And people got to realize patience is key. Trust the process yes. because that process is what's going to further you in life. You know, mm -hmm. nobody became a billionaire overnight or a millionaire or even got a hundred thousand dollars overnight. At even all. people that get this check signed, they're not doing, they still had the process. You know, basketball players, they had this process all these years that they had to work to get that check. But people see the check and they think they're just supposed to get that automatically. It's like, no, you got to be patient. And you got to trust the process, trust the work and keep working because nothing's going to happen for you that fast. You know, you're not going to work out for a week and automatically have a six pack. You need to trust the process because the moment that you're like, all right, fuck it. I don't have the six pack yet. I'm going to stop working out two, three, four months go by. And then you're, you want to pick it back up again. Like, all right, I'm going to try and get the six pack. Now you do it for two weeks. But what you don't realize is time is going to move no matter what. So those four months that you spent bitching and like, man, I'm not going to ever get the six pack. If you was just working that whole time, you'd have the six pack right now. But now you're starting not even from level zero. You're starting back from like level 50 or level negative 50 because mm -hmm. now you have to go back and fix the mistakes that you picked up over those months. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was a good point you made, Hoffman, where you was like, we have 60, 70, 80 plus years to live why are you worried about shit right now? And it's like in our communities, there, there's so many black people in jail right now due to gang violence and, and just gang activity and stuff like that because they got they they want to rob people because they want that chain right now instead of getting a job and working for it so they're able to buy the chain legally and, and righteously. But, you know, we're just, we just want things so quick. Same thing with selling drugs. So all of us are selling drugs because we want quick money. And it's like, you know, that's illegal. So you can't be mad at the consequences that happen yeah. or you can't be surprised when they happen when you know you're signing a deal with the devil by getting that pack in the first place. And the same thing with the scammers. Like <laughs> there's so, and I think that's really the main one. There's so many black people scamming right now. Oh yeah. And it's like, y'all want this quick money just to waste the money at that and buy fucking shoes and shit, shit that doesn't matter. 
we know so many people that had the nicest Jordans, the nicest true religions, hella chains and shit, still taking the city bus. And it's like, you're wearing about $5,000 right now. Where the fuck is your priorities? You know, I'm victim to it. I'm sure Andre's victim to it. Maybe you've been victim to it in the past, Hoffman. But, you know, the good thing is we're starting to realize it. And, you know, I promise I won't be victim to it again. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I that. We're, we, the difference between, you know, us and others is that, like, as society grows and society's still pushing all these, oh, you should buy these nice things. But all three of us, we're seeing, bro, this is fake. Fake as fuck. Because like, if, they if put such a high price on gold, Egypt, had, they was giving out gold like it was water. Like, it wasn't shit. But we spend fucking thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars on a chain. And it's like... When you look at, like, billionaires, I always look at Bill Gates. I don't see him with a Gucci watch. Is he okay? Or, oh, Bill Gates knows a Gucci watch doesn't bring him any value. Oh, okay. Like, what the fuck is a watch going to do? It's going to tell me the time either way, whether it's $5 or $150,000. You feel me? So it's like, y'all wasting y'all money on, on fuck. And they, we literally are wasting our money on Instagram likes. Because at the end of the day, everything that people buy is to get some more clout and to get some more fucking shit on Instagram or on pussy. Like, that was the first thing that clicked in my mind when you said you got 80 plus years for that. Niggas will be wanting to fuck bitches so bad with dog a good bitch out just to get another body. Or some more. <laughs> it's like, nigga, and I'm victim to this. You know, I'm a victim to this. And yeah. it's like, and I, so I'm not telling you shit that I have no experience with. I promise most of y'all listening, I've been in y'all shoes, y'all same shoes, or at least the people who should be listening to this shit. Mm -hmm. But y'all are so quick, you know, to try and get pussy. It's like, nigga, you got fucking... At least, at least, I'm gonna say at least 40 to 50 more years to fuck your ass off. <laughs> worried about fucking bitches right now. And it's like, that doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you're gonna be 40 with five kids sleeping in a fucking two bedroom apartment looking back like, where did I fuck up? Well, you'll see. It's like Andre, me, and Tommy living in a big house. And they'll have hatred for us. Yeah. And be like, why aren't they giving back to the community? And, and it's and like, those like, people don't have to yeah. give back to the community if they don't want to. It's their money. Yeah, they don't. Look, we live in a matrix society. We didn't want to be where we were. But guess what? Could we do anything about it? No. No, they would kill us like that in a snap. You wouldn't even see it coming. They got snipers ready for you, bro. <laughs> they, got they, they got dudes that can just silence you. You're done. Good stuff, though. Hey, at least you were trying to save people. Tell them you were in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's bad, though. And now, what do we do? Well, we got to work for it, bro. Exactly. And but nobody wants to work for it. Exactly. Why? Nobody wants to, wants to trust the work for it, neither. Yeah. trust other people's work wrong with that though bro that's how we become the best versions of ourselves bro exactly because people don't understand the moment you get something from the government it feels as if you owe them something back hmm. Facts. Hmm. 
It's not, it not. It doesn't just feel like that. You do owe him something back. Yeah, bro. I kid you not. Even though right now I'm on FAFSA, it feels like I owe them something. It feels like I just owe them something, huh. and it's like so bro. scary to think about. It. It's like so scary. Like, like, it's yeah. Like, no, go ahead, Tommy. My bad. I, I, no, I, I just want to say I feel like that with my school because I'm on full ride scholarship, and I just feel like I owe them something. And it's like, that's the worst feeling to have. <laughs> Back from another commercial break. But um, before we left, we were talking about how, you know, the feeling of, oh, or that feeling you get when you feel like you owe somebody something mm-hmm. is one of the worst feelings that that you, you can have. Like, yeah. personally, I hate feeling like I owe somebody something because I feel like, you know, they're always going to hold that over my head. So I try and, you know, if I owe money, I try and pay it as fast as possible because mm-hmm. I don't want you feeling like I owe you anything. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about, like, how, like, with FAFSA, even though that's free federal money, we still feel like we owe the government something because at any time they can just look and be like, well, we put you through college, so you got to mm-hmm. do this and you got to do that, which I know might may not be legally true or like may not be true at all but it's just that feeling yeah that feeling of like you're dependent on it yeah and they could they could snatch it whenever they when they need exactly and that's what tommy was uh, referring to back then with receiving handouts bro yeah handouts is a dangerous game Mm -hmm. you don't want to you don't want to continue receiving handouts and that's why i will forever mess with uh, this English teacher we had, bro. I wish you were with a senior year, Tommy, for high beat, Miss Katarina, one of the yes, realest sir. ones, bro. My dog, yes. dude. Hey, we gotta get her on the pod, bro. She I'm gonna email every student. Look, life is not butterflies. All right, it's fucking bats. It's bro, it's bats, bro. You're in the jungle, bro. Bro, you got people with lion mentalities. That will kill Nigga. to get where you are right now, bro. Don't think those dudes will just be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to just wait for him and catch him when he's sleep, slipping. Nah, bro, he's going to catch you when you're at your best. And when he beats you when you're at your best, he's going to take your spot. Mm-hmm. Now you got to worry about him again, bro, or her. And it's like when she was able to like one day stay with me, she was telling me about like how, because for my um, IA, we had IAs. I don't know what it's called. Internal assessment. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. I I ended up saying that I put I I talked about we need more leaders rather than followers. Because huh. we got too many people wanting to be like this dude, like this dude, rather than being themselves and rather than just saying, why don't I try this? Right. So it's like, damn, dude. And when me and her were talking about it, she gave me a hint saying that like with the more you grow up you'll see how society has hurt both like genders, right? Because they're telling them the complete opposite of what they are naturally. And the way I view it, I view our lives as in the literal jungle, right? You, us three here, we went from being, we went from being hyenas (laughs) <laughs> yes, we were hyenas, bro. We, we can't, we can't yeah. lie, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. We, we weren't that good at all. We, we that I, good. I was thinking more like a roach. We went from being hyenas 
to now being leopards. Leopards are fast, but they're not that strong. So what do we do to build that strength, right? We go to the gym, we work out, we, you know, invest more time on what can make us better from the mind to the body, right? So we can go from a cheetah to a lion. And then when we get to the lion, we don't want to just be, oh, that another lion. No, we, it's either we're Scar or we're going to be the Lion King, bro. Mufasa. Or Mufasa, bro. <laughs> you either are going to hate us because no, we're that good. No, you can't be Mufasa because Mufasa was caught slipping. Oh, yeah, yeah. he died. You got to be like or Simba. you're going to be Scar or Simba. Yeah. But all three of the li- all three of those lions were those lions. Like every lion knew that oh, this is that alpha line. I can't really uh, I you just gotta respect him. him. Exactly. Respect him. And exactly. if I hate on him, I know it's really hate that I have for myself. That yeah, that's what a lot of people don't realize. Like when you're hating on somebody, one your hate is just jealousy in another in another language, you know. Facts. That's all it is. So when you're hating on somebody, all you're doing is showing the insecurities that you have about yourself and you're mm-hmm. exposing those insecurities. So, you know, all these people that are like professional haters, you know, these social justice warriors and shit, <laughs> y'all just like are professional haters of yourselves. Because yeah. if you really loved yourself and really like was proud of yourself and what you was doing, you wouldn't give a fuck about what the next person is doing. Like the shit that I say that may be construed as hating, I'm saying mm-hmm. it out of love because I want y'all to be the best people y'all can be. So that's of, not hate. You're telling the actually, truth. That's love. That's actually yeah. love. But people might people will call that hate because they want to be content with being at this low ass level that they're at already. And it's like, no, I just see that you have so much potential and I'm trying to bring that potential out of you. So I'm not hating. I'm just showing you as much love as I possibly can because I want you to be the best person, uh, the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. But these professional haters out here, they'll just hate on the people that's doing the best for themselves for no reason. Like people like, like the people, you know, personally, I don't like young boy and shit, but I'm not just going to like, be bashing them on the internet some people and it's not even young boy like just think of anybody like people that hate lebron people that Mm -hmm. hate lavar people that Mm -hmm. hate all these celebrities these celebrities don't know you exist at all none of them know you exist even if even if you've taken a picture with a celebrity before they don't know you exist they forgot about you as soon as that picture was done they wasn't even thinking about you when they took the picture with you they was just like oh okay so like y'all are spending all this energy all this time hating on these celebrities when at the end of the day they got their bag they're chilling they're in their million dollar house chilling you know cooling they lions but y'all are stuck not even as hyenas as as rats just you know scrumming around you know (laughs) trying to be the best possible rat you can be hating on everybody it's like you're not even you're not even a, a mammal at this point. You you is a, a a rodent, and it's like you made a good point, Hoffman, that I wanted to bring up of how we live in a, a jungle. Yeah, you know, I think that's both literally and physically. I mean, mm-hmm. literally and uh, figuratively, because mm-hmm. literally we live in a concrete jungle. Uh, so There's so much crazy stuff going on within the world. There's so much like 
Like, if you go on a road or whatever, mm-hmm. there's like cars going down. What's that? There's like so many like, you know, cars and stuff going yeah. around. All that is crazy, chaotic. It's a jungle in itself. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it figuratively, and not mm-hmm. only that, all of Earth is literally a jungle. So if we living on this planet, you already literally live in in a jungle anyways. Mm-hmm. But if you want to take it figuratively, all of these people have, uh, all of these people got all these things uh, going on for themselves. And most of them are selfish. So they only got their own interests in mind. You feel me? They only want to do what's good for them. They're not thinking about you. So you're literally in a jungle fighting to survive in this crazy society that we live in. Because no matter where you look, whether it's religion, whether it's on TV, entertainment, money, the, the very thing that that runs this society is is what powers the junk, is is what powers these people's selfish motives. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, what avenue you look at, you're subject to being manipulated and to being used. Thanks. So people really gotta realize that. No, the world is not butterflies. It's, it's a bunch not. of bats. We're in a jungle. But Bro. they'll be mad at the people telling you that it's a bunch of bats and not the people telling you that it's butterflies because that's not what they want to hear. Like so many times I've, I've tried to red, red pill, pill people and just like get them to realize how they're being detrimental to themselves and the things that they don't like they're actively feeding into and allowing in their lives. Mm-hmm. And they'll get mad at me and, or say I'm hating or something. Like women, when I'm like, I've been called a women hater, woman hater so many times because I don't like Cardi B or I don't like the shit that these so these celebrities that that females are putting up are doing. And it's like, no, I'm not hating. I'm just not about to lie to you because I want you to be the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. Mm-hmm. And that's what like Kevin Samuels and Kevin Samuels tries to tell to all these women, dude. If you're not with a dude at his worst, at his worst, or in the progress of being to getting at his best, he's not gonna want you at his best, bro. Especially if you're not the best looking one out there. Cause there's always gonna be physical, bro. And it's like, well, what do we do? How do we teach society this? Well, look at the current movies like you know, the Disney princesses movie, the princesses will literally do nothing and a prince will literally have to fight a dragon yeah. to come save the princess. So so you mean to tell me I am the best fighter here and there was my friend who, who was a girl who fought with me. I'm not going to choose her, but I'm going to choose you who did absolutely nothing but slept. <laughs> yeah. And I, and, and <clears throat> I think it all goes back to that patient, that patience aspect because you know, especially with girls, when they get in a relationship with a guy, they're not looking to build. They're looking to just receive from what the man already has. And it's, and it's just the direct result of not wanting to, to stay patient and to trust the process of whatever his process may be, whether it's become a rapper. If he's putting in the work and he wants to become a rapper or he wants to do this or he wants to be like MDH, then if you're not willing to trust the process, then you can't get mad when he leave you for a white girl when he get famous. Exactly. Or not only, not even just exactly. that. It's like, you know, 
your woman can either be your greatest strength or your your biggest hater. You feel me? So that was just, amazing. If you just always hating, it's like, you know, what what's gonna what's inclining me to stay now that I can get any pussy that I want? Like that's all these females have to offer nowadays is some pussy. And you know, y'all need to hear this because it's like y'all think that it's a true. man owes you their loyalty when you gave them nothing to, in return. No, I don't. Exactly. It's like, no. you're not built. If you weren't at, with me at my lowest, why would I feel inclined to be loyal to you and to stay with you when I'm finally on? Especially if you was, or if you was with me and you was just hating and nagging me the whole time. It's like, no, it doesn't work like exactly. that. Exactly. women, they'll try and bash men or whatever for like, oh, he left his girlfriend for after he got family, this and that. And it's like, but was you like really supporting or was you just bullshitting? You feel me? You're like, you can't expect a guy to stay with you if you wasn't there for him at his lowest. Because just using him as a crutch, but you're not letting him, you're not being a crutch that he needs. Exactly. You know, it's a two-way streak. It's a pull, it's a push and a pull. You got to exactly. give some to get some. Pull. And in society, we've just been trained, both women and men, to just expect just to get something. Like even men, we're just we're just looking to get pussy. We're not looking to necessarily give anything. But women, y'all, and but in that way, we are giving stuff to women that they ask for just to get pussy. But it's not yeah. like we willingly and actually want to do these things. Yeah. And on the vice versa, women, y'all are looking just to give shelter, shelter, all these things, which is cool. But if you're not giving nothing, then what are what are you really good for? Like, what use do you have to? I, None at I, all. I don't know, and and that's what it's like. It's that I don't know. People don't look at the like the process that certain people go through, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, look at all of these couples. Do you really think the women in those relationships are loud, nagging, rude, and all these other traits? No, they're not. Nine times out of ten, they're probably extremely peaceful. Yeah. Because I hate to understand it, but when you look at who has higher suicide rates, you find out that, damn, I think men really do have it harder. Yeah, we do, bro. We get hatred just for being our gender. Yeah, that is true. Just for being our gender? That's facts. Because, like, it's like almost a trend to hate men nowadays. Yeah, it really is. Like, Like, a woman would be like, they will come out. And these is the woke feminist women right here. Yeah. They'll just come out and be like, I hate all men. This is Black Lives Matter, by the way. Yeah, and it's these same people. They all run in the same circle. And that's what people need to, like we were saying, we live in a intellectual and a literal jungle. So intellectually, they're they're firing as many shots as they can at your brain, hoping one of them hit. And a lot of y'all, as soon as one of them hit, you know, that just let, makes it easier for all the rest to hit. So as soon as you hit by that Black Lives Matter bullet, you were hit, hit by that feminist bullet. Bullet. <laughs> and all the other bullets because they all working together. They all on the same team. <laughs> they all 
aiming for you already. So Bro. like, there's not, you know, and I honestly believe this, there's nothing harder than being a black man in this society. Oh yeah. Because one, you already being hated for being black and you being hated for being, being a man. You know, people might say, you know, it's harder for black women or whatever, but black men, we literally got everybody coming after us. Like even our black women are coming after us at this exactly. point. And it's like, you know, we don't got nobody in our court. We don't even got each other in our corner yeah. because all black men like to do is hate on each other. Yeah. So we got nobody in our corner except for ourselves and the true women that is actually down, but you don't find them really until it, it's like one, it's hit or miss with that. You might got like a 5% chance of finding one of them. And most of the time, our ass so dumb and lost in the sauce <laughs> that we'll dub her just to get another body. So yeah. it's like, we just, we, it's like so hard because we're in this literal and physical and uh, metaphorical jungle and we're not realizing it. And we can't be upset when we keep getting stuck in these traps when we're not even looking for the traps in the first place. Yeah. And some of the like, some of like the, the weirdest things is that these things start from like middle school to high school where I remember like in high school, I really, really remember this. It was when like Christian Franklin stopped hanging out with football players and started hanging out with like Christian Howie and then and Slayton, you know, the, the white boys of the school. They were like the few breeds of white boys in the school. And what did most football players in them say? Oh, he left the black homies just staying out with the with some white boys. And I'm just like, bro, when he was with you, he was at his worst. When he went to them, he's at his best. Why would why would he turn around and come back to you if he was at his worst with you? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And not only that, they was tearing him down. Yeah. Yeah, Andre, we talked about this like remember one day they was just flaming this nigga for oh, no reason for 30 no minutes straight for, like, for a whole lunch period <laughs> it is like, but y'all are mad at him when he finally finds some shit that's good for him right. he's like all right yeah i'm not gonna fuck with y'all now exactly. same thing exactly. like i went to college and one like this is how toxic black families and black households are so i go to a pwi yeah. and if y'all don't know that's a, a predominantly, predominantly black institution yeah. So, White. and it's a private at that. So, like, mm -hmm. all the kids that go there is rich white kids, and the only ones mm -hmm. who aren't rich white kids that go there is on full was on full ride getting money from the government. Yeah, that's just the truth. So, you know, my mom before I went there, she or not, she was like, you know, don't lose yourself. Which I mean, at in a sense, I I can understand, but I just know like. The, the people that I hang out with at, at when I'm at the school are, are all white dudes, just because not only that's all that they're, that's there, but they mentally are, I'm not going to say on the same level as me, but they're not as low as I've been experiencing my whole life. Like they mm -hmm. already know that and they, they know shit already and they're just not dumb and like will, willfully stupid. They, mm -hmm. They're trying to find information and find stuff out and they're trying to advance themselves. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if, if I went back to Vegas, you know, or, or this is, this is like, and I know both of y'all are going to relate to this. 
Yeah. When somebody, when you're t- speaking proper, and somebody's like, "Oh hey, yeah, I'm talking white." Yeah. Like <laughs> oh, yeah. what? So we're so you're saying that I have to be a delinquent to be black now? I have to act exactly. Like <laughs> I have to talk. I have to talk stupid to be black. And remember, me and you, Tommy, we talked about this in an earlier podcast about how all the stereotypes for black people. Or if you're acting black or if you, you're trying to be black, they're all negative things. Like if, if somebody says a white person trying to be black, he's not trying to go to school. He's not trying to talk with proper grammar. No, he's posting pictures with guns online. He's saying the N-word. He's singing a rap song. And it's just like, <laughs> I, not, not only is why, the question is not only why is, why is being black, you know, something that we can just hand out cards for, but the question is also why do we not have any pride in the stereotypes in our community? No. Like, what you not only that, yeah. why is there such thing as being black? Why are we exactly. already marginalized ourselves? And, like, then I mad, and then be mad when white people do it. Exactly. I, I remember on Twitter, right? <laughs> and I told you about this off, I mean, not off, uh, Andre. When I first started skating, I posted a skating video on Twitter <laughs> and this fucking hating ass black bitch literally her fucking her profile picture was drugs and money and a gun <laughs> that was a little pro I swear I'm not capping I remember bro I remember he a white boy look at him doing fucking skating I'm like how is skating some white shit I just think it's fun I think most of the coolest skaters is fucking black anyways right I'm not even like looking at color. When I go out and skate, I do not be looking at, oh, there's a white dude, there's a black dude, there's this, there's that. <laughs> so y'all are, we're literally marginalizing ourselves. And then like Andre said, getting mad when other communities are doing the same, but yeah. we're the first ones to do it. Why are we stereotyping ourselves? Exactly. We're so and, quick to stereotype ourselves. With negative stereo- stereotypes too. Like that's exactly. what makes, like if we was doing stereotypes like, yeah, black people love to go to college, then it'll be like, okay, ours is, black people like to sit at home and smoke weed all day and not go to work. And we take pride in that. We they take like, pride like, damn. in that shit. Yeah. Like, and, it goes, and it goes back into like the culture, bro. Yeah. Other cultures. What do other cultures like? We we really need a culture shift right now. Huh? I said we need a culture shift right yeah. now. It's yes, just like, think of the most, yeah, think of the most the most popular Instagram accounts that you hear about. The Shade Room. Stupid. Literally, we got a fucking the most popular Instagram account is a room dedicated to throwing shade at other black people. That just tells you everything you need to know right there. <laughs> and what hurts the most is that like, when there is a spe- specifically black, a black men, right? Trying to now uplift the black culture. Instead of, you know, us praising him, we attack him first. Exactly. And this is what Kevin Samuel said that, hold up, I'm gonna wait. That, that was like so like on point. He mm-hmm. said, if we were in a culture, he said, <clears throat> if we were in a culture where it was just black people and we had to vote who the most handsome man was, nine times out of 10, he wouldn't even be black. And I was like, 
damn. Damn. Because he was talking about how, like, if we didn't have whites or other races in our, like, in the United States, Michael B. Jordan would not have got voted most handsome. It would have been another white male. And guess who would have been predominantly the highest voters on that? Black women. Mm. And he said when he looked at the votes for Michael B. Jordan, most of them were whites, Asian, Hispanics. And you look at the low, lowest was black women. And it's like, wait, wait, exactly. you don't even support your own brother? Exactly. But, Just like, but, and these but groups are criticizing. Now we got to save you. Exactly. Literally. They depend on us to be their Superman. They not even being our, our, on our side. Our and it's like, hands. the crazy thing is these other groups, you know, like, like for instance, I'm going to just say white women. I'm not trying to throw shots. I'm just bringing y'all up as an example. Mm-hmm. They fetishize, a lot of them fetishize black men. They'll be like, oh, I want some black dick or, oh, I yeah. want a black man, this or that. They don't give a fuck about the person you actually are. They're yeah. just, they have a fantasy in their head mm-hmm. of they want a guy just because they're black. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's just, it's just so sad. You know, it's like, and we're not even realizing it. We, we are like, we're allowing it. And we're it's like, it. exactly. We're feeding into it. Mm-hmm. So we can't be mad when these stereotypes are made. And then see, this is, this is what's crazy to me is like, so we'll sit up here and, and, you know, talk bad or talk about being used as a people, you know, like we built, we built this in America, but it's like, you have, you know, things on porn now where there you, it's literally a website just full of black guys, you know, having sex with white women. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but yeah. And it's like, we sit up here and get called black. Yeah. <laughs> we sit up here and, and, and get mad when when they when we when we talk about slavery but y'all are literally doing the same thing y'all are y'all are giving y'all energy away fucking white girls just so just so y'all can get paid or just to say y'all could do it y'all are being used for for some dingling exactly y'all fine with it y'all totally perfectly okay. fine with it. they already know that they're being used for that but they're totally okay with it. totally they're okay. like fuck yeah y'all don't even we can't be over here complaining about stuff when we're actively feeding into the things that we're complaining about we just have no respect of ourselves we have no discipline we need discipline that's what you need you 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 need discipline and i think one thing i like about like steph is cold and ams is they said that the moment you bring in discipline is the moment your life will be in order the, the hardest times will be when you got a salad on your left, on your right, my bad, and a McDonald's burger on your left. Which one are you going to eat? That bacon burger, that bacon burger may be looking delicious, but who's going to hurt you? The bacon yeah. or the salad? Like, we, and that just, that revolves around the, we're not disciplined, and we're impatient mm-hmm. because we'd rather, you know, satisfy ourselves. And this is not even just black food. This is just people, period. Mm-hmm. We'd rather satisfy ourselves with a temporary good than, than a long-term good. And it's like, 
And that's why I've really started eating healthier and eating less. So yeah. I was like, yeah, I could eat this and it'd be good right now for like five minutes, 10 minutes. But as soon as I leave, I'm going to feel terrible. And like, you know, a week from now, it's not going to, it's going to be very detrimental to my health. So yeah. we got to weigh out, is that temptation great enough to fall for the trap? And is this temporary good, good enough to, to outweigh those bads that comes with it? Mm-hmm. And 99% of the time, it's no, it's not worth it. So that's why I personally started eating more, I mean, eating better and eating less because I'm like, yeah, this, this salad, not salad, or like these tomatoes or whatever, or whatever it may be. It may not, I may not like it like that, mm-hmm. but as soon as I'm done eating it, I'm going to get over how it tastes and it's fuel for my, my temple, for my machine, my body. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even if I'm going to have to force it down my, my fucking mouth, I'm going to get it in because at the end of the day, it's good for me long term. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to be focused on the short term taste mm-hmm. because of, of you know, I, I just want to be satisfied right here, right now, because I'm mm-hmm. in temptation. And mm-hmm. what y'all will start realizing is vegetables and all that shit, it's not nasty. It's actually good. Y'all are just so used to tasting bullshit that y'all will throw up at the sight of some lettuce or a salad or some broccoli or something. But if you eat that shit for like one or two weeks straight, you'll start to realize that that's good. And now to the point where I don't even like candy no more. I don't even like sweets. I don't even like, and I'm starting not even to like meat. Cause it's like, I'll look at that and just like almost not literally, but like kind of throw up in my mouth because it's like I'm, I'm just now, now I realize how bad it is mm. and then there's so many people in society that crave those types of foods so much and it's mm-hmm. like y'all are over here satisfying your 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 temper your temporary um means just for for a temporary feeling and you're going to feel directly worse about it within the next hour mm-hmm. And it's like, when we're looking at temporary versus patience, in the literal jungle, I want you guys to watch this. There's a video that I've seen on YouTube where it's like how a a group of lions, right, attack a herd of, like, uh, attack a herd that they want to eat. They're hiding. They're waiting for the right opportunity. The lion just doesn't start out, okay, you know what, I'm the lion, I'm gonna just walk like this, I'm gonna start running and they're gonna fall, follow me. No, he's looking, he's looking at this gazelle like, okay, I know he's faster than me. So then let me go to this bush right here and get a head start. So the moment he wants to run away, I can hit him with a diagonal attack and catch him. Yeah. So it's like, if a lion is patient enough to wait, why can't you? Mm, these people aren't lions. Exactly. But we got to get into that figurative mindset as if we are in the jungle, dude. You need to become that lion to where every animal knows you're not the biggest one here, but we got the most respect out of you just mm. because you're just that lion. Because exactly. nobody messes with that lion. Exactly. You, you niggas are dogs. You niggas... People- 
Dogs are you just as yeah. stupid as dogs. I'm literally just about to bring that. Go ahead. Yeah. Do- dogs, you if a dog wants something, the dog is gonna go get it no matter what. They're not gonna plan nothing out. They're just gonna run. And if they get it, they get it. If they don't, then they don't. See, exactly. right now, I think what we are, we're cats. You feel me? We're just little yeah. lepers, cheetahs. We're I, I, cheetahs. Cats. Okay. Yeah, I like cats. You feel me? We're very methodical in what we're doing. Mm. We're patient. We're doing what we gotta do. And we know. Exactly. And then we're going to beat big cats. We're going to, you feel me, be the cheetahs, be the leopards, be the lions. Not everybody could be a lion, but everybody could be a, che- a cheetah, leopard, or a lion, or a panther. Mm-hmm. Come on, dog. Not, not everybody exactly. can, but a lot of people can be hyenas and laugh. Yeah, exactly. Everybody yeah. could be a damn chihuahua. And laugh. It's like, it's like I'm, I'm so glad you bring that up, Andre, because that was literally the point I was about to bring up. It's society... We are so, like, people are so, uh, they love dogs so much. Majority mm-hmm. of people love dogs so much and hate cats. And I'm like, y'all hate the cat for being smarter than being its own person? I mean, the cat's not going to, you know, bark and just sit up and play with you just because you asked. The cat going to do whatever the fuck it want to do. <laughs> so if you can get a cat to like you, that means you you are on that mental you on that right. same vibration as the cat, but mm-hmm. a dog is, for the most part, is going to like you either way. Dogs are dumb as fuck. Cats are smart. So we're over here praising something, an animal that's literally dumb as fuck to a point where <laughs> I post for MDH today, I posted a dog just because I knew that would get more people's attention because they over here, lo- people love dogs so much and will put a cat down but in the jungle, who the king of the jungle? The cat. Lion. The cat. Cats. They're the fastest, they're the wisest, and they know how to hunt. They got and, nine lives. And one of the coolest things that that Eric Thomas, he's a professional, Dr. Eric Thomas, he's a motivational speaker. He says the difference between a real lion and you know a quote unquote lion is Lions don't stop until they capture the hunt. Kind of like what both of you said. He's going to do whatever it takes to get that meat. And then Eric Thomas says, the difference between a hunter and a prey is a prey will get, uh, will maybe get the hunt. But hunters, they don't stop until they get that prize. And once they get that prize, they go again. Because the prize is not even the prize. The prize is the journey. The prize is the hunt. Mm. Are you willing to take to, to be on the journey, bro? Because if you're not willing to be on the journey, then don't talk to me about oh Hoffman, I want to do this. I don't care. I don't care if you want to do it, if you don't want to hunt. Exactly, bro. Like everybody wants to make it to the league or everybody wants to make it to their big dream, but they're not focused on making the journey there positive and making it good. Cause if you hate the journey, you're gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna make it. One of the things that I seen Lil Wayne say, actually in a skate video, he was like, you got to find what you love to do. Because he was like, as a rapper, you see so many rappers who did this for money. And then once they get that money, they stop. And it was like, he was like, you know, it takes a lot, a lot of work to get here. But if you love what you're doing, it'll never be work because you can never go without doing it. Ooh. You feel me? That was just just some gems dropped by Lil Wayne. You feel me? Free Lil Wayne. Yeah, yeah, we gotta talk about that on the next pod. You know, we haven't run that, but 
Yeah, that that is like y'all are speaking, y'all are dropping gems right now because that just reminds me of even like not even the sense of the hunt, like life. People don't realize people are so busy, and you know it's not there's not a problem with having a plan because mm-hmm. you're supposed to have a plan, but people are so busy looking to the future, to who they want to be, to to this idea of themselves that they want to get that they'll go through their whole life not trusting process, not working to get there. And then their whole life will go by and they still have this idea of the person they want to be. And it's like, you got to realize that life isn't about the destination. It's about the journey. Mm. So, you know, uh, me and Andre were talking about this on uh, one of our meetings yesterday, you know, make sure y'all get some therapy because a lot it's really needed now but we're talking about this how people will always have this idea of themselves they're trying to get and forget and not appreciate the progress that they're making because or, or not even that not even make any progress because they're not trusting the process they're just they just want to get it as fast as possible it's like life is not like that you got to work in order to get something. I promise you, once you work to get it, you know, it will feel so much better than if it was just given to you. Bro. You know? Oh, my bad. And that's why I like skating so much is because every trick you do or you learn, you got to work hard, super hard to get that trick. You can't just half-ass it and, you know, just go through the motions to get it. And I think like skating is almost like the perfect, metaphor or like sport that that just conceptualizes life because it's like whatever you get you're not gonna be happy with it if you're just going through the motions but if you really work hard to get what you want to get then you will like really be happy and appreciate what you got because you know that you put in the time you know that you put in the work to get this this goal like people will tell me all the time oh you should be so proud of yourself you graduated top 10 in your class in high school or you're at this amazing college. And it's like, I don't feel anything because, you know, y'all might hate to hear this. I went through the motions to do all that. I wasn't working hard to do any of that. Yeah. So I feel like I haven't done anything. Bro, even right I now, haven't I seen feel, feel that. Because I haven't been applying myself like that. Yeah. So as soon as people begin realizing that, you know, no matter what you do, whether you get a million dollars, whether, you know, whatever you want to do, you're not going to appreciate it unless you're really working towards that goal. That's facts. That's facts. Because in the end, you know that you did it and no one else was there for you. And what some people don't understand is that, like, some kids are born with a lot more talent than others. But if you work hard for it, you can be better than those that are born with talent. Rock hard work beats talent when talent t- fails to work hard. To work. Facts. We're back. So, basically, you <laughs> me to follow up that gay-ass intro. I wanted to uh, expand on a point that Tommy made about skateboarding, conceptualizing uh, life perfectly, you know, because skateboarding is the only thing where you consistently fail over and over again, but you enjoy, I'm not gonna say you enjoy failing, but you enjoy the journey. Mm. Like if someone were to just be like, 
I'll give you all these tricks. You can do all these tricks. And then they gave me those tricks. I would be like, wow, this isn't, this isn't good for me because even though I know all these tricks, I won't know how to learn any other tricks. I won't know the process of learning another trick. So in life, you're going to fail over and over and over again. There's going to be speed bumps everywhere you go. But the key, the key to, to keep going is not only to keep the end in mind and why you started, but also to embrace those failures and transform them into, into positive insights or into lessons that you can take onto your next voyage or whatever you want to call it. Because I look at like this MDH shit as a journey. You feel me? We're not, I mean, I would hope we don't get a million fucking dollars right now because we haven't put in all the work yet. Exactly. Now be unfair to other people that have put in the work. But if somebody want to donate a million dollars, that's what I'm about to say. Yeah, you can donate. <laughs> y'all want to jump start it? You feel me? By all means, but we put in the work. You feel me? Yeah. But yeah, that's an amazing point you made because, you know, the end result means nothing without the work. Yes. You sir. know, if I just learned how to ollie, you know, as the first time I stepped on a skateboard, it would mean nothing. But the fact that I had to fall so many times, had to put so much work in, now it's like, it just gives that trick that much more. And not mm. only that, it makes you, it gives you a sense of respect for the people yeah. who also can do that because you know they had to go through the same trials and tribulations that you did. Yes, sir. Like, I have the ultimate respect for people who have a six pack because I know you had to work for that. It's not like you just got that shit. You had to work for it. Well, you know? I don't know. Some people genetically, they just they just like that. I mean, it might be easier for them, yeah. but at the end of the day, they still have to work for it because you can't just eat a bunch of bullshit and not work out and have a six pack. So at the end of the day, you had to work <laughs> in some sense for it. Maybe not yeah. as much as the yeah, next yeah. person, but the work is still there that that person had to do. And that's why, yeah. like, you know, that the work the process, the journey, that is really the best part of life. That's the longest time. That's the best part. And what, and the reason why I will forever, forever love like, you know, sports and just also sports anime. There's this sports anime that I'm currently right now watching on Netflix called Haikyuu, right? It's a volleyball anime. And so one of the characters says this, bro, Near the end of his defeat, he said this, talent is something you make bloom. Instinct is something you polish. Um, ultra instinct. We know a lot of people that are talented, but their talent didn't bloom. That's bad. And we know a lot of hard workers who put in the work and their instincts became almost second nature. They can catch a baseball coming at them 500 plus miles with their hands bro because they put in the work for that and when i saw that quote i was like bro this is what americans should push more in their cartoons bro these tiny moments that's fact like i'm for sure if my kids watch uh cartoons they're only going to be animes only watch anime and me and andre we talked about this on another pod Mm. but Literally, like, think of the most popular American cartoon, Spongebob. Spongebob. That <laughs> no sense. Fry cook that don't have his license. <laughs> and that's willfully being scammed 
And now that's a gay sponge. <laughs> so like, look at all these things that they're trying to push on our kids, on our youth, mm-hmm. while they're the most impressionable. And then, then if you go over to Japan, the animes and shit, the cartoons that they watch, they got these little gem moments like Demon Slayer. I just always, I always bring this point up, but yes, he, sir. he said, I need to work harder. I can't get where I want to be without working hard. Working harder. So working at what I want to do if I want to get what I got to do. And it's like, if you show kids that versus <laughs> a, a sponge that's a fucking working in a fast food fucking restaurant with no driver's license, when they're 20, who? what kid do you think is going to be better? The one that grew up with all of the people he watched on TV saying that you got to work hard to get something or the one that is watching a fucking sponge flip a burger fucking. that doesn't have a, a fucking driver's license. Bro. And like, you can literally look at how disciplined, how, how how structured Japanese people are versus Americans. Yeah, yeah. Like, you see, the, the proof is in the pudding. Like, you can literally look at it. So we need to stop acting like the answers aren't there because the most obvious answers are the most real ones. Like the most obvious statements is the best advice you can get. Yeah. Like, like staying past positive will will make your life happy. That's the easy. That's like almost self. It's like obvious. It's self-explanatory. But if you say that to somebody, they'll be like, "Oh, what are you talking about?" Or like somebody will be like, "What's your secret? How did you? How are you so healthy? How do you lose so much weight? Oh, I ate healthy and worked out." <laughs> nah, man, you gotta have a secret. For me, it's like what supplements did you take? It's like, it's obvious. The answers are there. You've literally been given the answers. You just got to actually visualize it and accept the answers for what they are and not be mad at the process. You got to learn how to love the process. Bro, and I I was going to bring something up about the SpongeBob versus anime uh, comparison. This is just something quick, but like, if when you work out, or when I work out, I don't know about y'all personally, but I feel like- listen to anime music. I no, not I even that. Anime music. Yeah, but when you work out, you have these anime characters in your mind. You're like, Rock yeah. Lee is doing like I literally have Rock Lee in my mind when I'm skateboarding, playing basketball, or working out because it's like his morals are similar to what my morals should be. Oh. I I don't want to be like SpongeBob, and no, a lot I, of people. I'm not gonna say they want to be like SpongeBob, but they'll. Oh, no, they want to be SpongeBob. Subconsciously, when you have that playing in in front of you 24 seven, that's going to sing into your mind. You're going to remember his laugh. All of y'all can remember what SpongeBob's laugh sounded like. Yeah. So it just shows like, again, back to the role models that we have in America compared to different countries or to different cultures. Ours is a fact, a gay sponge and theirs is freaking Naruto. Yeah. And it's like, the science behind it, it, it literally proves it too. I was talking about this in another pod, like how the development of theory of mind, which is something mm. I've really been thinking about a lot lately. Through the ages three and 10, that's when the, a person's mentality mm. and personality is really shaped. Mm-hmm. So through three and 10, that's when kids start watching fucking bullshit ass SpongeBob. If they're just watching that growing up their whole life, then they're gonna think it's okay to be lazy and shit. That's why mm-hmm. there's this push to get to raise minimum wage to $15. And it's like, one, 
that's idiotic because taxes are just going to increase and the price of everything is just going to increase. And not only that, more people are going to be laid off so these businesses can come up with that money. Mm-hmm. But it's like you don't even realize how the things that you're watching and actively feeding into can subconsciously be ingrained into your memory. And and that's what builds your personality because people got to realize, well, I I have believed this. There's another half that I believe that I'm not going to get into on this pod right now. Mm -hmm. Look forward for, for that because I believe that there's a such thing as genetic memory and the memories passed down. And that's kind of like the the instinct that you- Instincts and talent that I was talking about. Some people are just naturally talented, but some people, even though they don't have those natural talents, they build something up here that gives them like a, dude, I need to win. Because if I don't win, I'm gonna die. If I don't win, I can't be better than this. And- Exactly. And it's like, the- we got to realize that kids come into this world, you know, not including the, the genetic memory, but the thing about genetic memory, you have to unlock that memory. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it might be something that, you know, some things about you that you might naturally go, go towards, and that's that instinct. But if you don't understand it, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for you. So you have to mm-hmm. understand and unlock that. But as far as like not including that, excluding that, kids come into this world with a with a blank, a clean slate, a blank slate. Mm-hmm. So everything that they know, they've learned from somebody else or an influence. Mm-hmm. So if they're watching the, a sponge, you like you give a sponge human characteristics. <laughs> that's already dumb. But if they're watching a sponge flip patties and be lazy and is always positive about it, which I mean, I'm not saying being positive is is a, a bad thing, but that's subconsciously growing in their mind to where they think it's okay to do all these things. And they're, they think it's okay to like that. And just like what you guys are saying is like, dude, look, look at what Japanese versus American culture, dude. It's all in the, it's all in the pudding, bro. These guys are valuing hard work. You're valuing laziness. These guys are valuing pride and all these and discipline. People just think Naruto was just like, you know, training, just became the best ninja just be by just throwing some things. No, Naruto had to train with Jiraiya, bro. Um, he had to go through it. Goku was a stronger. He, he got, bro, he probably got whipped. 58 plus times against Uriah every time they went one-on-one. Goku isn't the strongest yet, but he's still doing it, bro. Because he has that much pride in being the strongest because that's what pushes him, bro. And people be like, people always, like, I'll see some people always make fun of like, oh, you know, Vegeta this, Vegeta that, bro. He's probably one of the hardest working anime characters you'll ever see. And on top of that, Vegeta is also a great father role model because when Trunks came back from the future, wanted to do that crying stuff, you know what he told him? He said, no, nah, dude, you expect us to fight your battle? This is not our problem. This is a you problem. We, go- we can help you to fix it, but in the end, you got to fight Zamasu, bro, not us. 
Because what are you going to learn from us fighting Zamasu? Also, every time there's a problem, you just go to daddy, and daddy's going to help you. That's facts. That's facts. So every time there's a problem, I might as well call mama, right? No, bro. You don't grow like that. You don't grow like that. That's how you become dependent. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what what the the government is doing to the black community. Yes, they have sir. The government. black community. Yeah. They're doing it now to every community. They want yeah. everyone to just be dependent on them. And it's like, no, dude, we don't need that. Exactly. We, we need to start giving kids real real cartoons to watch. Yes, it might be bloody, but guess what, bro? You you shed skin, honey. I hate to tell you this, you're not a sponge. You you bleed. You you and it's red and it hurts. Yep, you get injured too. Yeah, it, but it's not it's even that. Sad, kids, they don't come into the world liking stuff. So exactly. kids like candy. That's because that's all you fed them. But if you mm-hmm. just feed them straight salad and good shit, then they're automatically just that. gonna like that. Same thing with anime. If you show them this shit, this hard work shit, they're obviously gonna be more inclined to like stuff like that. And then they'll look at SpongeBob like, "Why are you showing me this fucking sponge?" That, <laughs> <laughs> bro, for real. I wish I'd have started watching anime sooner. I feel like it would have helped me with basketball. Dude, I started watching anime when I was like 13 years old, bro. My older brother put me on, bro. Man. And in middle school, bro, I used to get clowned for watching anime. I would tell people about Naruto, they would clown me. But those same people that's clowning me, where are they yeah, right man. now? Oh, right, right, <laughs> right. That's fast. Right. And it's like... I used to clown niggas for that shit. I that's know. what I was about to say. <laughs> I, I used to be one of them niggas that was clowning <laughs> niggas. For the thing with me is that like... You you both knew me, dude. People could talk shit about me, and I wouldn't care at all. Yeah, that's facts. That's that's one thing we love about you, man. Like you just don't give a fuck. Because, dude, I learned that at a young age that, dude, not everybody's gonna love you, and it is what it is. They don't exactly. love me. They won't love me in the future. So why would I even bother talking to them? Exactly. Like there's people that think Beyonce is ugly, which I I think she's a dude. I'm one of them people. But like, <laughs> he doesn't care though. You know, like, so you're not going to get everybody to love you. And that's yeah. okay. Because that's you don't okay. get everybody to love you. You don't, bro. Exactly. And that's what I loved about anime. At like a young age, they tell people, dude, do you really think everybody in Midoriya's class likes him? Hell no. Bakugo doesn't like Midoriya, bro. At all. He hates the dude. Why? Because Bakugo's scared of having competition. But guess what? Bakugo's still doing the best he can to be better than him. But what most people do now is, okay, I guess you're better than me. You could go now. Yeah. Where's the drive, bro? Or, or can I, can, even worse, can I work under you? Can I be a part of, of what you got going on? Just because you're better. Just because I feel like I can't do it by myself. Tell me. So Vegeta is still doing everything he could to beat Kakarot. Kakarato. Rather than being under him. But yeah. so many under Goku, bro. They'll take that any day. Any day. Oh, I'm the second strongest in the universe. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> okay. Hey. But when, but when, when a real threat comes and kills the number one guy, who do they look to? The number two guy. Yeah, so now it's your turn to step up. And if you weren't stepping up and working, now everybody lost faith. And this happened on My Hero Academia, bro. 
when the number one hero was gone, the number two hero had to step up. And a huge threat came on, and he almost lost. But he pulled through because he was still working hard during those times. Yes, sir. And they, the hope for everyone was like, okay, good. Our number one hero is still good. Yeah, that's facts. Um, yeah. A, a song lyric, like, had popped in my head when you said yeah. that you didn't give a fuck. And y'all might know this song, y'all might not. It's an ASAP Rocky lyric. And no. he was like, hold on, let me bring it up. He was like, uh, I got a screenshot. She jacked me off and you jacked my style and y'all both acting awkward? No. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, uh, well, all right, all right, this is another one, Earl Sweatshirt. Yeah. Yes, sir. See that nigga and for, and for the time being, I'm gonna be that nigga, yeah. believe that nigga. Nigga? <laughs> yeah, I like that one, but. Early uh, fucking hard. Another another ASAP Rocky one while I'm here. It said he said it's the irony how LSD inspired me to reach the high in me. Used to never give a damn. Now I don't give a fuck entirely. Yeah. I was like, bro, that's Who literally that? is that on the uh that's on his second album, right? Yeah, that's I like, think I is think it the one before testing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, I All just I would tell you guys is. You know, the that more- was cold though when I heard, cause I was like, I really related to that, cause literally I ain't get woke until I took acid for the first time. I was like a bot, bro. And then I was like, damn, I heard that. And then right after that, he was like, used to never give a damn, because I really didn't never gave a fuck about shit, but it was about the wrong shit. Yeah. And then he was like, <laughs> now I don't give a fuck entirely. Is and that's true because like I really don't give a fuck about anything that is going to harm me and that's not mm-hmm. doing me any good. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck at, about it at all. I don't give a fuck about how niggas think of me, how niggas are viewing me, if niggas think I'm crazy, mm-hmm. if niggas think I'm a coon for saying the real life. I don't give a fuck. Niggas because at the end of the day, y'all are the niggas that are lost. It don't matter. Because exactly. you know where your head's at and you know where to go. Exactly. Yes, sir. Yeah. But, I, I just... All I can tell you guys is, bro, keep, bro, as long as we keep pushing, bro, just stay away from anything that's almost American-made, because all I see is a bunch of laziness and a bunch of, wah, 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 wah. well, I'm hurt because you hurt, dude, dude, listen, 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 go watch that Japanese anime and they're going to teach you something real quick, and you, you, you're not going to come back talking about, I'm hurt because you said this about me. Bro. Turn the empire off. Turn the power off. Turn the, the euphoria. Turn the bullshit off. Go watch you. Go watch Naruto. All you gotta watch. Watch the tuning exam. Oh, and that, if you that's watch a really that, good arc. That's exactly. a really good arc because once people see that, yes, you may be working super super hard, but you won't always win. It's about coming back again. Exactly. The first time Rock Lee. Met Naruto and Sasuke, he whooped him. Whooped they ass. <laughs> For Sakura saving the day, bro, we would have all been like, damn, Rockley could really handle these dudes. He Rock did. Fucking cold. Nigga broke both his fucking arms and still came back. <laughs> they said he wasn't going to be able to walk again and all that. Oh, you remember the part? Where he fucking took the, the his ankle weights off. Yeah, against Gara. And it was like, oh, oh shit. 
against his true speed. Bro, the and what's fit- even and what's even like more like like dangerous is that like he was wearing those ankle weights when he mopped the floor with Naruto and Sasuke. Yeah. Bro, the fifth Hokage, nigga, that's like the fucking president telling you that's even worse than the president. But yeah, that's, that's like the president telling you, nigga, stop trying to get a job, you'll never get one. Nigga, just stay home. You suck. She told that nigga, you will never be a shinobi. And he was like, nah. Fuck that. No. Thanks. But how many like, I look, nigga, I would walk up these stairs with a with two broke legs, a broke back, everything, nigga. Dude. And then come save Naruto. Come on, bro. Come on. Please hard. Hard as fuck. It's hard. But how many people got that Rock Lee mentality, bro? Not, not Obama, a lot. Bro, a lot of people, if Obama were to tell them, yo, yo, quit your job, bro. You're not that good. They're quitting. <laughs> They're quitting. They, got that, they got that Sakura. Fuck that nigga Obama. Fuck Sakura. If, if Obama came up to me and told me, yeah, 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 I'm going to need you to quit the university and, you know, go do this, I'd look at him and be like, who are you? Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> hey. Hope you so and your Sakura is a prime example too of oh, how these females will dub your ass because this nigga Naruto literally saved this bitch life. Bro. Was Sasuke. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, bring Sasuke back to me. That bitch, he don't even like that bitch. And he bring her bring him back to me. Exactly. That's fucked up. But if you after, look at literally right after this nigga Sa- Naruto saved this bitch life, she was like. First thing she said is Sasuke. And it's like, <laughs> you, know, you can look at it two ways. From the Nar- if you're looking at it as Sasuke, I mean, as yeah. Naruto, then that just shows you that these, these bitches is not worth shit. You just need to worry about yourself. Focus but on yourself. If you're looking at it from the Sasuke point of view, that's the type of bitch that you want on your team because she only give a fuck about you. She gonna fight for you, nigga. <laughs> When I when I heard that, I was like, "Damn, this bitch not shit." Bro, that's what I'm, nigga. Imagine you, imagine your girl getting knocked out. You nah, like? Nah, not you, you. There's a girl you like. No, oh yeah, okay, yeah, girl you like. You she get knocked out by three niggas. You beat all three niggas up, and then you shake her and wake her up, and she say Hoffman, nigga. I would, I might put that bitch back to sleep. <laughs> nigga, yell at That's hella toxic. And it's like, but it's like the moment, you know, Naruto was more focused on the journey. That's when Naruto was, was pulling the, the more people got attention to him. I think the realest people that stuck around Naruto would forever Shikamaru, bro. Dude went to the dude's oh, birthday, yeah. bro. Shikamaru. When Damn. he was playing about Jiraiya, the dude was there, bro. What happened? I mean, don't, he I don't know. Type of people in life, bro. Cause yeah. Times will get tough, bro. You need guys that'll be like Shikamaru. Hey, bro, you good, bro? Exactly. Yeah, I'm good, bro. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's all about. It goes back to to what we said at the beginning of the pod. It's all about building relationships. Patience. Yeah. Yes, sir. That was yeah. tight, Tommy. That was fucking. That was, tight. Yeah, that was tight. Did the full 360. Did the full 360. Yeah, but um, you know, we've been going for what about. Almost three hours. Three strong. hours now. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, so um, before we wrap it up, you know, you got anything, any last words you want to say, Hoffman? Um, no, no. This this is big because you are first guest now. Yeah, so. you got to wrap it up nice, bro, because we, you know, um, we be doing the damn thing over here. So first and foremost to everyone out there, 
bro, remember to be the best that you can be. And remember that the journey is the goal, bro. It is not the small satisfactions. Small satisfactions get you nothing in life. Small satisfactions get you nothing in life. Take your journey serious. Please, please try watching anime and the animes I would recommend. Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, My Hero Academia, Demon Slayer, and any type of sports anime. Because sports anime will tell you that just because you were talented doesn't mean you are good. Mm. You need to get that through your thick skull, bro. Just because you're pretty doesn't mean you have value. They're going to hate that one. Yeah, please, please, please. No, you know what? No, we're going to do. We're going to say our final parts, and then before I end it, you're going to say it, and we're just going to drop the mic on that. Okay. Uh, So, Tommy, you got anything to say? Uh, Yeah. I was just (laughs) going to, you know, thank you, you know, for being our first guest. Yes, sir. I already know. I, I posted a couple, or I posted a picture mm-hmm. on my Snapchat. It was like, "Yes, sir." I'm gonna be ready for it. And I just recorded yeah. a little part of the the last thing you just said, so I'm gonna cut that up and post that. Be like, Bet. "Be soon." You know, if you're not here, where you at? Y'all not, y'all not, y'all focused on the wrong shit. Yeah, facts. You know, I just wanted to say thank you. You feel me? It was a great conversation. You know, straight, it was my honor. Straight, fire you know i think uh, a lot of our listeners our viewers are going to appreciate this a lot and um you know just going back off what he said you know you're not going to you're not going to get anything in life and be happy with what you got unless you worked hard for it facts there's no use just getting handed things because you get less appreciation for it just think Mm -hmm. about all the toys you've done throughout your life for christmas and shit that you play with for a little bit, but you really don't give a fuck about it. But I promise you, you bought yourself something you're going to give a fuck about. Oh, yeah. It's your money on it. So, you know, I'm going to just end by saying, you know, be happy, be positive, but also be hardworking. Stay positive, but don't be content with where you are. Always work better. And always be living in the moment. But don't lose sight of the plan that you put together for yourself you know okay. don't just be doing shit live in the moment but don't be stuck in the moment you feel me yeah. don't be don't let yes, the sir. moment blind your sight because that's how you fuck up that's how you get arrested that's how you have fucking babies and shit at four <laughs> like, like right now there there's a junior uh i ain't gonna say no names but she's pregnant right now and like i used to know her like and actually hang well i used, ain't used to hang out with her but it's <laughs> This is how I used to date uh, with best <laughs> friends with her. And it's like, I mean, it's cool and all that you're happy about being pregnant, but you do realize that you're, you're a junior. And it's like, so basically all, I'm going to wrap this up and say, take care of yourself. <laughs> no, not, not her best friend. But all, all I'm going to say is take care of yourselves, man. And, you know, we love y'all. None of the stuff that at least I say it's out of malice or out of jealousy or hatred. It's because I love y'all and I want y'all to be the best person that y'all can possibly be. Mm-hmm. So if you made it this far in the pod, we appreciate it. And make sure you go on our blog and tell us how you liked it. You feel me? And make a LinkedIn. 
Gang, gang, yeah, gang, gang, gang. Seriously, seriously, guys. LinkedIn's very important. Yes, sir. All right. Hoffman, we're gonna need you to finish it off. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you, Phil, for coming on. Thank you, Tommy, for thank you for having me, man. And uh yeah, we're just gonna end it off. So go ahead and say what you had to say. Um to truly finish it off is remember guys kind of like kind of what Tommy said you're true you're an asset to yourself if you build connections and also build yourself to become an asset become an asset to everyone around you and don't be a liabilities liabilities create nothing but destruction and problems assets create nothing but growth and beauty so remember we're lions in this jungle we're not hyenas. We need to become the lions, not the hyenas. Hyenas don't gain anything. Seriously. Some of you need to stop being hyenas. Like, and, please take this as a reset. The hyenas, all they eat is the scraps from, from the dead food anyway. So unless you contend with only getting the scraps, be the fucking lion. Wait, that nigga, means- Hoffman, the quote. Wait, the quote. Oh, Right. Okay, so the quote that I had was the high Q quote. Um hold on. Um <clears throat> so talent is something that can bloom, but instinct is something that can be polished. Work hard and polish your work. If you're talented, don't just believe everything will be handed to you. Yeah, we out this bitch. MDH out. Bah, 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 bah.